1: What it is, Duke City.
2: Oh, is this thing on? Mine's not on. I hear you. You can't hear yourself in your ear. What's going on here? There we go. You're just getting louder and louder. This mic needs to be turned up just a touch. Okay. Steph, can you help us out here? Can you turn me up just a touch? I I turn up the mic in his headphones, Yo, 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 yo. yo.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I got you. Okay, sorry. What you're hearing there is a... Uh, l- l- unmatched level. I project, baby. Aaron, OG Buck Burnett. Yep. Welcome to the program, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It is a Fredless Friday here on the program as he's on assignment in beautiful and historic Las Vegas, New Mexico. Is that like a thing, like uh, formal Fridays?
2: I've always wanted to have a work at a company where they had formal Fridays. Everybody has like relaxed Friday. What do they call sure. it? casual Fridays? Casual Friday. Yeah, I've always wanted to have like formal Fridays where come in and look like a penguin.
1: Uh just to show you how much we appreciate you here at the Fine People at Staples. We're gonna let you wear your Hawaiian shirt on a Friday. That's right. Aren't, aren't we just the kookiest bosses ever? Kooky. <laughs> Good to have you back. It's been a minute.
2: It has been a minute. It's yep. been since the Super Bowl. Yep. Yep. Super Bowl I think was a very
1: successful outing. Oh yeah. Well we we crushed it on the Super Bowl. That was fantastic. Got some great content, met some great people, set ourselves up for success for the following year, but uh, most importantly, we'd had a friggin' blast.
2: We did have fun. I'm really
1: looking forward to Vegas next year. Apparently, I got invited back already. Vegas, baby. Vegas. You are in. You did such a fantastic job. We're like, we can't do this without him now.
2: You know, one of the cool, I think one of the funniest things that I saw while we were out in Phoenix for the Super Bowl was... As you got on the freeway, right next to State Farm Stadium, okay. I don't know if you saw this billboard. There was a billboard up, and it said, "You call this Super?" Question mark. And then it said, "Vegas oh.
1: Super Bowl 2024." All the smoke, <laughs> just absolutely all of the smoke. I know, so the funny. Shade, right there in their backyard. Like we had so much fun, like because. To the listener here, I know, I know you've heard us harp on this before. The Super Bowls work. Like we, Monday and Friday, we work like eight or, eight or ten hours. Oh, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we work 12 or 14 hours. Like, at, a, at a minimum. Yeah. And then we go out and have a lot of fun after it. All the cool Super Bowl parties we're invited to, et cetera, et cetera. So the reason I preface that is, how did you feel when you got back?
2: You know, funny thing, so since I knew that I was going to leave on Saturday, I wasn't going to go to Steinberg's party, which I'm kind of kicking myself in the butt for you not going. It was a blast. Um, I actually felt okay because I ended up going to bed that night on Friday. <laughs> which we did not. You guys did not. I went to bed. I was asleep by 9.30 because I had a plan of being on the road by 4.30, which I hit. And so I actually felt okay. I was a little bit tired, but... Overall, I had the worst sleeping. Uh, so now that I'm not going to be the rookie, whoever else is going gets to be the rookie and gets to sleep on the futon with like the little metal thing that like hits you right in the small of the back. I'm not doing that again this
1: that, year. That was uh, not by design. I was not punishing you. <laughs> I thought I was being hazed for no, being you. No, you are not. No, you were not being jumped in into our gang. Uh, uh, Airbnb lied to me. Yeah, no, they, they did. They lied, is what they did. They're. Liars, if you will. Yeah. But yeah, I got back because, you know, we went hard on Saturday and Sunday. Oh, yeah. You guys stayed the whole weekend. Besides the marketing stuff, like we didn't like work work. So we finally got to play. Yeah. So Saturday we went to the Lee Steinberg party, then the Sports Illustrated party. Okay.
2: So I need you to Um, so back up for a second. Okay. So I sent a couple of friends of mine to the Steinberg party since I couldn't go. Uh I gave them my tickets. The only person they recognized there was Chuck Liddell. Tell me about what the party was like, who you saw. I need to know because I heard a lot about how it was very, um, I don't want to say like holistic, but there were people there that were talking about like ketamine treatments. and yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, alternative yeah. treatments that you can get for injuries and stuff like that. But tell me, what was it like? What was the mood like? Because we went to that first party out at... Um, I don't know what to call it, that kind of like open oh, the, space the,
1: place? The media party. The media party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always a killer every year. That was a good party. Yeah. That was a
2: good, good party, great food, nice people. What was the Steinberg party like?
1: So it was at the Diamondbacks minor league stadium. So it was three levels of a stadium that they had blocked off just for the party. Mm-hmm. And then on the field, there's like a stage where there's like a band and like they're giving away awards and prizes. And uh, Lee Steinberg is really big on... Uh, concussion prevention and, yep. bra- and brain safety. Yep. So it was like a brain safety symposium every year. Yeah. But there were tons of stars there. You know, I got to see my nemesis Warren Moon. Oh, Warren was there? Yeah. Oh. So if you if you haven't heard the story already, I'll give you the condensed version right here, friends of the show. So last year in L.A., um, I wanted to walk up to Warren Moon at last year's Lee Steinberg party. And tell him, like, hey, you know, I'm from Houston. I met you when I was a kid. You inspired me to play football. Like, I was a quarterback because of you, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I wasn't going to be a fanboy. No autographs. No selfies. Just wanted to send him a shot out. And he straight up Hollywooded me. Like, literally stuck the backside of his hand in my face and walked away. <laughs> so, like, adult, adult me. Adult me was just like, what a prick. Yeah. Like, I didn't. Like. Because we meet superstars all the time. Yeah. Twenty four hours a day. Yeah. At the Super Bowl. Yeah. And they're all courteous and humble, except for one Warren Moon. So I was like, all year I was joking that like if I see Warren Moon at next year's Steinberg party, I swear to God it's on.
2: Van was talking about kneecapping this old guy, yeah. and I was like, Van, you can't. He's an old. He's a senior citizen. You can't
1: do that. He's also like six six, like two eighty. 200, yeah. And it looks like he could still play. Yeah. Not in the NFL, XFL maybe. <laughs> so, anyways, we get to the Lee Steinberg party again this year, and who do we see right when we're walking up standing on the red carpet? Warren F and Moon. Warren F Moon right when we walk up. And I'm like, boys, you got my back or what? <laughs> and like, Van, you're not gonna fight Warren Moon? And I was like, okay, I got a better idea. So it was like right on like on the way into the party, there's a red carpet, people taking pictures, blah, blah, blah. And so what I do is, like, I have Fred uh, and Robert, unfortunately you weren't there to get in the picture as well, uh, stand on the red carpet. And I walk up to Warren Moon and I hand him my phone and I was like, hey, bro, will you take a picture of us? <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't think it was as funny as I did. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's not as good as, like, childhood Van getting to beat up warren moon disgraced nfl a yeah. uh, player warren moon but it was like uh a, one little step below so i feel like we're even ish good now. for you but yeah the lee steinberg party was fantastic like it's a it's a marketing and business thing like yeah you know exchange contacts find people uh in your same brain space and work on things etc cetera, etc cetera. do you know how many people approached me while we
2: were there about doing some kind of business with elevated cannabis
1: manufacturing
2: a lot yeah after we gave out those sample boxes everybody wanted to be in business
1: with those guys They're like what do we need to do to invest in this company yeah crazy including uh quadruple c you guys been in touch
2: uh i haven't talked to triple c yet i'm still waiting for that call but i'm sure
1: he's gonna reach out he was at the lee steinberg party was he really yeah he was there too yeah a lot of people were i guess uh your friends weren't as starstruck because they didn't see enough people. Because we saw... I think what it is, is they don't know athletes like you and I know athletes. Sure,
2: sure. Like, they recognize Chuck Liddell because... He's Chuck Liddell. He's transcendental, he's, you know? He's got a mohawk, you know? It's like, how many that helps. 55-year-old men are out there walking around with, with a mohawk?
1: It's probably just Chuck Liddell. Cornered the market, he did. <laughs> we got a great program for you today. Albuquerque, Duke City, Burqueños, friends of the show, loyal listeners, and hopefully out there grabbing some airwaves, some new friends. New friends of the Because you know we like making new friends. It's a fredless Friday here on Two Men On, a 95.9 FM AM 610 Esports Animal. But lucky for me, I got KKOB's very own Aaron OG Buck Burnett, or Buck OG. Which one is it? Uh, Buck OG. Buck OG Burnett yep. sitting in all the way up to 7 o'clock. Got a great program. Next segment, when we get back, we're going to hit you with this Bears number 1 pick blockbuster. What? We got Michael Jordan created his own golf course to course cheat pros. Uh I heard the best home run call of my life in a spring training game in Spanish. We're going to talk about that. Uh the Cowboys cleared up some cap space today, so Cowboys Nation, you're going to get a chance to come in and tell me how this is going to finally get you guys to the Super Bowl. Kevin Durant rolled his ankle. Come on. Are you Before sweating? he ever got on the court, for the Phoenix Suns, and he's out again. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to do our over- or underrated free agent list in the 5 o'clock hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean Kemp story, there's some new developments. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to recant the original story. That's going to happen. Of course, we're going to have the I-9 varsity later in the program. Uh, we're going to talk more Aaron Rodgers, more Jets, and uh, for you to get a little taste, just a little... <clears throat> Just a little taste of what Aaron Buck OG Burnett does across the glass for KKOB. We're just going to hand him a segment in the 6 o'clock hour so he gets to do him. So we're really excited about that. You know what I'm really excited about, too? We're going to be drinking some Teller. It was gonna be a surprise. Oh damn it! I'm sorry, but now I always spoils. It's okay. It's okay. At five o'clock, we're gonna be cracking some Teller pre-made cocktails and giving our analysis. Uh, I don't mind telling you, it's the same Teller that you love, Albuquerque, with a little twist. Oh, the recipe's got a little tweak. Oh, and they somehow made an eleven a twelve. So I'm wildly impressed with our friends at Teller Vodka, and we'll tell you all about it in a 5 o'clock hour, as me and you are going to be cracking some coldies. Not Steph Griffin, though. Hey, Steph, how are you?
3: Hello, I'm good. She doesn't need to crack
1: any oldies. I gave her something last week. Uh, Okay. Good.
3: And I don't drink alcohol, but yeah.
1: That's why I said. You get to skip out on this one.
3: Yeah, but I have smelled some of the past um, (laughs) blends, you know, and they do smell delicious. That's
1: awesome. (laughs) <laughs> you're listening to two men on as always we are live from the john lopez real estate and Co-Op banker legacy studio we play on team i9 we start our days at the ymca lunch and a milkshake to go that happens at the 66 diner the boys are getting strong at evolve strong in the weekends that's for teller vodka new mexico's vodka we're talking bears and the number one pick when we get back, don't go anywhere. You're listening to Two Men on 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal.
0: Okay, it's the second best way to wake up. It's the opening drive with Jeff Symbieta and JJ Buck, weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on 95.9 FM and AM 610, The Sports Animal.
1: Welcome back to the program, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men on 95.9 FM AM 610, the Sports Animal. It's just another Fredless Friday. Oh, 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 lucky for me, I got KKOB's Aaron Buck OG Burnett sitting in, and hey, it is always a pleasure, my dude. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me, my guy. You are on political and pop culture talk across the glass air at KKOB. Uh, And we're doing sports here. I did air quotes. If you didn't see me online, we do sports here at the Sports Animal. And I have a feeling, a sneaky suspicion, that you know way more about sports than myself or Fred does. So it's an honor to have you on, my friend.
2: (laughs) I I appreciate that. I think in a couple of sports, I do, for sure, positively know more than you guys do. Well, MMA is one, and it's not even close. Yeah, yeah, not even close. Um, I'm very knowledgeable when it comes to the pigskin prognostication. Okay. Baseball, eh, pretty good. Basketball, uh. Uh-uh. uh
1: Basketball is where is where you fall off. I know the big guys are you more. Are you more hockey or basketball? I'm more hockey. More hockey. Yeah. I love watching hockey live in person, like up against a glass. Oh yeah, there's nothing like it, but I don't really f- I don't follow it, follow it. We used to have
2: uh, a minor league team here, WPHL team called the Scorpions. I remember Yeah yeah, that was uh, Bregman's team, right? Well, yeah. Uh, but before that, when they first got here back in the 90s, Myself and my friend Hardy that you met in Vegas at Super Bowl, yeah, the yeah, guy yeah. From, from Boston, great guy. We were the people that ran the music for the hockey team.
3: Oh, I used to love it when they, we fun. had the Scorpions at Tingley. Yes. Oh my god, that was so fun. That's
2: when I did it. We used to play like three blind mice when the <laughs> when the refs would come out on the
1: ice and yeah, it was a blast, a lot of fun.
3: Those are
1: fun. I see this phone line and Griff. We got somebody on with yes, us. Yes,
3: we have Lenny.
1: <gasps> Lenny, my man. It wouldn't be a Friday without a hot take from Lenny. How's it going, my dude?
3: Well, I have to
4: bow down to you for the John Jones fight. You're welcome. <laughs> I took my, but the, the flip side is all of my John Jones autograph memorabilia went up in price. Yeah, <laughs> off the losses that I took betting on the fight.
2: You know what? I was telling Van before we got on the air. I won so I had a bunch of friends over at my house for the fight, a couple of doctors and you know they've got a bunch of money cuz they're doctors. And one of them says, "Can we bet on these fights?" and I was like, "Do you have a bookie?" And he says, "I do." So we go on. I call out a parlay. I call out a specific bet for the John Jones fight. We picked, we bet $500 between a group of 7 of us that John Jones would submit Cyril Gapon within the first three rounds. Five hundred bucks paid two grand.
4: Uh, did you see the guy who did the one pick the one dollar parlay on six bites in the UFC one? Yeah. That
1: is insane. Good for him.
4: And then speaking of the scorpions, real quick before I get to the hot take, while you were doing the music, mm-hmm. I was doing the graphics on the scoreboard.
0: Oh,
2: you were over there next to us. Remember that crappy little yeah. walk that we used to have to make to get up to the crow's nest at Tingley? It's like, yeah, un- you're like I mean, walking I out. I
4: almost felt like I was doing rigging for MCM when I was on his Too Legit the to Quit tour.
2: Seriously, it's that is like that. Hilarious. It's frightening walking up there. <laughs> That's
4: yeah, awesome. I awesome. Mean, I was going up there and I was calling my life insurance company, going, Do I have fall insurance? <laughs>
2: That's awesome. What's
4: your hot take, Lenny? But, what do you got? So let's go with first. Well, are we allowed to talk football, but I want to make sure if it's okay. Oh, please do, good sir. Of course. Okay, so first, I'm glad the Lowe was over because I won last night, made back some of my John Jones money. <laughs> now that's <laughs> over and done with. God. So let's just congratulate the Chicago Bears Ooh. for pulling a nice little draft Ooh about a half hour ago.
1: I love it. Yeah.
2: That okay, is so not good. Not only
4: do they get two number ones, two number twos, they get DJ more.
2: Yes, they do. Who was a saying? So star. now
4: they got a who's, who's DJ Moore sucks. He only had seventy receptions last year, seven touchdowns, and almost eight hundred yards. With yeah, nobody throwing no to one. him,
2: terrible. Can you imagine? Twenty five years oh old. Oh my gosh! So
4: now they got a hundred million flush in salary cap. i they going to give them three options they can do, and they should do all three. One, you go ahead and you put an offer in for Dalton Schultz.
2: Okay, I like that. As I mean, bad. you
4: know, Kemet's a good tight end. Schultz is better, but you get with a two-head running back, a two-head tight end. Then you go after Leonard Fournette. And then to end it all, you sign Hugh Schuster to go with Chase Claypool. Work a little bit on the defense, boom. You've just pulled a Jacksonville Jaguar jump, and you go right to the top of the division. It's going to
1: be a weak division next year. Uh, The Lions, looks like they're going to be floating above 500. The Packers are probably floating around 500. I disagree with with your first comment. With or without Aaron Rodgers, and then the Vikings aren't as good as as their record uh, says.
4: But, I mean, then the other market is now set, and if any team is going to offer a fully guaranteed contract, to Lamar Jackson, who's missed 15 games in two seasons, I want to see you on one of the last episodes of Dr. Phil. <laughs> 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 before his show's canceled. You mean before he because, finally
2: snaps and murders a person on television?
4: Yeah, because, one, if anyone thinks that having a mother is a good agent, And not realizing that these agents are these teams are telling your mother your son's not worth this money, and the agent's taking all the heat, but he's not coming back and telling you what the team is really saying. He's just telling you what they're offering.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, eventually some team is going to give him the money. I doubt it's as close to what he thinks he's worth, but it's besides Deshaun Watson. This next Lamar Jackson contract will reset the market.
4: The Jets blew it. By not signing David Carr. Because David Carr would come in, take all of the receivers and go, we're going away for two weeks, and we're going to go practice before the uh, off-season workouts begin. You don't know what you're getting with Rodgers, but he's not going to do that with Moore. He's not going to do that with Wilson. He's not going to do that Bryce Hall and Carter and Conklin. He's not going to do any of that. He's going to sit in some yurt out in the middle of Arizona <laughs> taking 4,000 grams of whatever psilocybin he's on and go, oh, wait, it's August. I've got to show up.
2: Oh, that's funny.
4: 4,000 so grams is so much. He goes to, <laughs> Jack, to, to Seattle. Who? They got a Seattle because Seattle basically got a one-year deal with Geno Smith. When you look at all the guaranteed money and everything, he'll get $40 guaranteed, really, for one year. So they need to make a move to try to get Anthony Richardson.
1: Uh, Yeah, I agree with you 100% right there. I think Seattle is the perfect landing spot for Anthony Richardson.
4: That's a high enough spot where they can trade up further, give up another pick, and you have Anthony Richardson sit for a year behind Geno Smith. Two and just let Smith leave at the end of the year. And now you've got a six foot four, two 245-pound beast that runs the 40 and 4'4", with a rocket for an arm.
1: Hmm. He's the best raw quarterback prospect in NFL history, just by measurables alone. Do
4: you want to bring Will Levis into your locker room or into your dining hall for a man that screams at the sight of milk and then puts mayonnaise in his coffee?
1: You missed me with that one, but I get the sentiment.
4: <laughs> okay. Well, no, Will Levis is, a, is a purely scared. Of, at the sight of milk, he screams and runs literally. Oh, is that true, true story? story? Oh, Read that's
1: amazing. I'm going to look that up. You just, fill, you, you just filled our last segment. He put
4: mayonnaise in his coffee and has posted videos of it. But if you show him a glass of milk, he will scream like a little girl and run with a milk-curdling scream. True story. He's hmm. even admitted it at the combine.
1: I think Will Levis is getting all this credit for being an NFL quarterback just because the draft class is so weak this year. I don't think the draft Bryce... class is
4: weak, but no one's giving Richardson credit for what he did two years ago, realizing that this year he played for a bad team.
1: Correct. The same story with okay. Levis.
4: Too. Then, okay, and I would take C.J. Stroud number one over Bryce Young because I'm sorry, Bryce Young is five. 10 204, and when the season gets going, he's going to be a buck 75 and he's going to look like a pinata and he's going to look like a lesser version of Kyler Murray. Hmm.
1: Okay. Hey, Lenny, I've uh, You
4: can't teach height, you can't teach weight, and you can't teach speed. I believe for the first time,
1: and you've been calling since the Saturday program for years, that this is the first time I'm a hundred percent in agreement with Lenny on every hot take. Lenny, thanks for the call. Thanks for being a friend of the show. Uh, I'll unpackage hey, a couple.
4: Have a good weekend.
1: Hey, cheers. I'll like unpackage a couple of these claims because he comes in hot. He hits, yeah. a, he hits a lot of buttons when he comes in here. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with him completely about the Anthony Richardson. I think he's the best prospect of any quarterback. C.J. Stroud, I think he's NFL ready. Yeah. If the Panthers want to take him first – Not a bad pick at all. He's got all the measurables. He looks like a modern NFL quarterback. But looking at C.J. Stroud and then looking at Anthony Richardson, Anthony Richardson isn't a plug-and-play dude. Mm -hmm. You don't want to give him the ball week one. I don't care how good of an offseason he has. Give him a year for sure, maybe even a year and a half, maybe even two. And I think Anthony Richardson is going to be a stud in the NFL.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right.
1: More NFL quick hitters, and we'll unpackage this Bears trade a little more when we get back. You're listening to Two Men on 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal.
2: You don't need a perfect bracket to make money gambling on March Madness. Tune in to Name Three Players with me, Amory Castillo, and I'll tell you how this Saturday, starting at 7 a.m. on The Sports
0: Animal.
1: Get on my glow sticks. <laughs> you're gonna, <laughs> you gonna spin some poi. Yeah, baby. Out in the lobby. Yeah. Bust out my the ones and the twos. We don't we don't have enough room in here. You know what poi is, Griffin?
3: I have no idea. I was thinking it was some kind of sushi or something crazy. I think,
1: well, first off, you're super close. Um, it's like Hawaiian like fire juggling. Mm-hmm. Like they got the the little yes. balls, little balls okay, on fire at the end of the girls road. during and then they...
3: the um, art walk before. Yes, yeah.
1: exactly that. As you know, I used to partake in uh, some jazz cabbage pretty regularly back in my heyday. I still do, and apparently, uh, people who love jazz cabbage love setting things on fire and juggling them. Huh, I've never See? had
3: that desire, but. Also- <laughs> <laughs>
1: welcome back to the program you're listening to two men on 95.9 fm am 610 the sports animal uh thanks for another great call from lenny he hits all the hot takes all the hot topics we wouldn't be here without our friends in the community and uh og friend of the show we've been doing sober october since we started this program going on four years and uh I talked to CJ Chavez at Evolve Strong and was like, "Hey man, we're too busy this October. We're out of town too much. I don't I don't trust myself to do sober October. How about dry January?" And he looked me dead in the face and he said, "No, Van. <laughs> you're doing the Rise of the Phoenix program this year." Oh. So Van is getting strong with Evolve Strong fitness and taking You
2: got all his, kinds of like his, weird healthy stuff in front of you right? It's kind of freaking yeah, me out. Yeah, You've got like this nondescript looking little protein kind of bar you've got something in that drink mixer thing that's got like a bunch of (laughs) sludge like dregs stuck to the side that is correct that can only be some kind of healthy drink and i have no idea what's in the cup so i'm not even going to (laughs) ask
1: what's in the cup so yeah special shout out to evolve strong fitness i feel fantastic i've been doing a more than a workout a day Every week. And then I take Sunday off and like go for a bike ride or a hike or something fun and outdoorsy. Bubble bath. They are whipping me into shape, and I am so appreciative of it. And if you are looking in the mirror and you want to get in better shape, you've got tons of options. You don't have to go hardcore like me. You go down to Evolve Strong Fitness, and they will hook you up with your own workout program and diet program tailored to you. You want to be a passive participant, just take a couple classes here and there. They got your back. You want to take it super seriously and count every calorie, they got your back. And if you're anywhere in between, they got your back. So special shout-out to Evolve Strong Fitness, who are um, I'm wearing baggy clothes today, Mm -hmm. Buck, so you can't tell. But your your, your boys. your boy's getting shredded underneath here. <laughs> His rippedness. The Chicago Bears pulled off a blockbuster today. Oh my goodness! The holders of the number one draft pick, the Chicago Bears, and uh, look, a lot of Bears fans, a lot of Bears prognosticators were saying trade Justin Fields, go after one of these two quarterbacks. I think that is foolish. Justin Fields is an absolute talent, and with the right support and right development, I think he can be a top five, easily top ten NFL quarterback. So with that in mind, they believe me. I don't know the Bears. You they know, believe me too. The Bears GMs in front office obviously listened to the show, and I was able to persuade them not to trade Justin Fields and trade the number 1 pick. And oh my goodness, did they get a haul.
2: You know what they're doing? So when we were interviewing Brian Erlacher, in Phoenix for the Super Bowl, right? He was kind of he was expressing his displeasure. Is that a fair way to say that? Correct. In what the organization is doing, and it appears to me what the organization is doing at this point is rebuilding the team around Justin Fields. Correct. Which I think is smart because if he can stay healthy, I think he's going to be a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. I agree with what you say. I think in two years,
1: three years, he's going to be a top five quarterback. I think he'll be a right-handed Mike Vick. I think, I think he's that good. I think he's that talented. Yeah. So the Chicago Bears, just for their one single solitary pick and no other compensation whatsoever, made a deal with the Carolina Panthers for four draft picks and one of the best receivers in football, question mark? He's like not game-changing, top-tier Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, but right below that, he's at the top. Of the second tier. Mm-hmm. The Bears get the number nine pick in this year's draft, a late second rounder, 61st overall pick mm-hmm. this year, Panthers next year's 2024 first round pick, Woo! and then a 2025 second round pick.
2: Woo! So that Rick is a. flare Flair would be wooing so hard <laughs> right now if he were sitting here.
1: It's a great day wide receiver, two first-rounders, and two second-rounders just for the honor of drafting first in this year's draft. I believe this is a fleecing, Aaron. Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
2: Like, somebody—I mean, Carolina has to have this idea. They know who they're going to get. They already know the person they're taking. It's set in stone. They're doing this for a reason. Who do you think it's going to be?
1: In the 100 percentile, I think it's going to be C.J. Stroud.
2: Yep, I agree.
1: I, Bryce Young has the pedigree. He's got the talent. He's got the resume. But look, he's just too small. You can't trust a guy. Look, I've been telling you i am getting strong It evolved Strong. Mm-hmm. I am the exact same size as Bryce Young. I, radio talk show host Van Nunley is the exact same size as Bryce Young. So what, he's like... I would not draft me. What's he like... I would not trade for me. Six feet tall? He's 5'10 195. Hmm. I'm 5'10 180. Huh. We got the same size hands. These are not NFL quarterback hands. I hate to break it to you. Stephanie, who we got on the line? Welcome to the program, Pat. Hit us with your hot takes, brother.
4: Yeah, it's... Um... I don't want to get distracted by that total nutcase that you had on. That could be for another call, because this call is really important, I think, if you'll indulge me. And that is, I heard you reference uh, Brian Erlacher. Correct.
1: We interviewed uh, him at the do Super you know, Bowl.
4: Do you, know, do you know about Brian Erlacher? Do you know the story? Do you know the do you know what's going on? Do you know that he's a Trump supporter, that his brother was... Hey,
2: hold on one second. Hold on one second. Uh, did you call when I was in here filling in for the boys and give me a hard time about talking to the bare-knuckle fighting championship guys? Was that you?
4: Absolutely. Okay. Bingo. 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 You got it. All right. Why? How's that relevant to you, bro? Well, it, it's it, it's relevant because...
2: Two times in a row now that I've been here, for for both times that I've been here, you're calling and you're trying to spew venom. He
1: called um, A. Marie a whore. Okay. Well, that's about as good a reason as any to cut off this call. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, thanks for being a friend of the show, Pat. But it looks like this content isn't made for this program. Mm-hmm. Maybe another program is more tailor-made. Call me over on for, KOB. For that's you, that's
2: more that's more your your speed. You yeah. can have all the rage you want. We're having a fun sports show
1: here. So yeah, I mean, in in to answer Pat's question, yes, I did know that about Brian Erlacher, but he does care about both. Uh, the state of New Mexico and the city of Chicago, and he does a lot of good things with sure his does. money and his clout. And again, I can't fault somebody for having different beliefs than me. No. I judge a person on the content of their character and their actions. Absolutely. And just being uh, on a different side than I am doesn't really bother me. It's yeah. what you do with it th- yeah. that concerns me. And the only reason we cut you
2: off right there, and I'm sorry to like step up and do that, but I'm very protective of...
1: My radio family. Sure. You can't do that. Sure. You got to be a gentleman when you call. Yes, I agree completely. And again, this isn't the program for that. We like to have a little fun here. And if we yeah. do delve into politics, it's going to be with some laughs. Also, just look for Aaron Buck OG Burnett the next time he's on KKOB and yeah. feel free to continue this conversation. I'm the fill in guy. I'll just, I'll be there at some point. Just tune in. He's the he's the baseball loogie, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> C.J. Stroud is going to be a Carolina Panther. I, I agree. you're saying that I agree completely. Okay. If if they wanted to, maybe get somebody like a Jimmy G or a Baker Mayfield or a couple year bridge, I think Anthony Anthony Richardson is the most talented quarterback in this draft. Yeah, I think he has the bones, the structure of being a modern NFL quarterback and being one of the best of them. He's fast as lightning. He's bigger than a linebacker. He's got more hops than wide receivers. He is like the prototypical future quarterback. And I think if the Panthers (laughs) want to look a couple years down the road, he's the pick. But I think C.J. Stroud, like you said – is the NFL ready guy?
2: Yeah. Anthony Richardson is a beast. That dude is 230
1: something pounds, 6'4. He's a monster. Yes. He's a monster. He's bigger and faster and stronger than Cam Newton. That is insanity. That's God,
2: Cam Newton's so big. Yes. That guy is such is a huge.
1: beast. He just, people bounce off him. Quarterback
2: sneak always worked for him. Did, yeah.
3: did CJ Trout go to the um, combine?
2: Yeah, and he did very well. too. Did he do good? Yeah, oh, okay. he I was did just very well. Ask
3: how he did yeah. on
2: that. Right now, Yahoo Sports actually has him uh, CJ as number one. Oh wow! They have uh, a uh, a Rich at number two, and then they have Will Anderson at number
1: three. Okay, Will Anderson's a freak athlete too. Yeah, he's yeah. just he's got freak all the talent athlete. in the world.
2: Big old pass rusher. Yeah, big old pass rusher.
1: He is an absolute stud. <clears throat> let's do let's do a little more uh, NFL talk when we get back. Let's wrap up this Bears talk and then uh, i got another subject for you you're listening to two men on 95.9 fm am 610 the sports animal
0: monday on the opening drive it's time
2: to fill out your brackets will lobo basketball be playing in the postseason the opening drive with jeff Symbieta, jj buck A Marie starts at 7am join us on the sports animal
1: Welcome back to the program, Duke City. What program would that be? Oh, that's Two Men On right Two here on, on. 95.9 FM and AM 610 V, a Sports Animal. As always, we're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Cowell Banker Legacy studio. We play on Team I 9. We start our days the YMCA. I didn't start my day today at the YMCA, but I did. Get a good workout in before I got into the studio. Shout out to the YMCA. Lunch and a milkshake. That goes down at 66 Diner. The boys are getting strong with Evolve Strong in the weekend. And hey, in 13 short minutes is for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. We got a couple different varieties of Teller Vodka we're going to start tasting here at the 5 o'clock hour, because it's 5 o'clock somewhere, and it's going to be 5 o'clock mountain time in 13 minutes, and the boys are going to be sipping some of that Telltale with you, baby.
2: I uh, <clears throat> specifically didn't eat, so I catch a little buzz.
1: Oh, smart move. I got my, uh, as you were describing last segment, my weird uh, protein smoothie in my protein bar here, and to answer your question, this is just black coffee. In the, oh, okay. it's It's nothing, nothing special. All right. You know they say it's 80% what you put in your body, 20% what you do with it. Yeah. That goes yes. for a lot of things, Griffin. Don't <laughs> 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 uh, uh, take that not from funny. him. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take that from him. All right, let's wrap up this Bears thing because <clears throat> hey, there's been a lot of good coaches in the history of the Bears, right? George Halas, mm-hmm. the legendary Mike Ditka, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna tell you the number 1 all-time Bears coach is and that would be Lovey Smith and he submitted his legacy not even in Bears regalia he submitted his legacy as the greatest coach in Chicago Bears history in a Texans uniform yeah because winning that last game And leapfrogging the Texans to get the number one pick (laughs) with that completely worthless Week 18 win against a loser team. Yeah. Cements his legacy in Bears lore. Because now the Bears got two first rounders. Yeah, they do. Two second rounders, a stud wide receiver to match with another good wide receiver. Your little rookie project. Right-handed Mike Vick, Justin Fields, finally has some toys to play with. And they still have a good first-round
2: pick. Yes. They're picking ninth. Ninth. They're getting a top-ten player.
1: And look, the Panthers aren't going to turn it around in one year, so that next pick, the pick next year, is going to be good, too. Oh, yeah. They fleeced yep. Carolina. They did, big time. Their pick, another player. <laughs> And another second rounder, to me, is a good deal. You drop down eight places, Mm -hmm. you get another first rounder, you get another player. Yep. And that's the deal. Yeah. They got another two second rounders out of this thing. And not only just a player, friggin' DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Godly. The Bears finally did something right, and I'm so proud of them. Brian Urlacher's probably pretty happy right now. He's got to be pretty happy right now. Yeah. Trump's back on the campaign trail. The Bears fleece the Panthers. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of good stuff going on in Urlacher's life, <laughs> and he's got hair. And he's got a oh, a beautiful head of hair. Beautiful head of hair. Now it looks like it's been there the whole time. It does. I'm gonna be brutally honest. It really does. It because looks fantastic.
2: Typically, when people got the hair plugs, yeah, it looked like a weird doll, like yeah, a yeah. little kids' Barbie doll. You Correct. know, where you can see like the little holes where they kind of did that. Yeah, not with Urlachers. Looking like your
1: grandma's shag carpet. That's right. Yeah, but no, his looks fantastic. I'm surprised he didn't have a it pomp. L- he should have a pompadour. He should church it up a little bit.
2: If huh? I uh, if I had to have hair, stuff like that, I'd just say, just give me a pompadour. Sweet. I just, let's rock it on top.
1: I kind of got like a diet pompadour. You right? kind of do. You have a pompadour light. I just got like a, well, I, I don't know if you saw the back. I just uh I went with my summer cut a couple <laughs> weeks early. Show me. Oh, yeah. 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 Nice. I went with like a, a business class mullet, Griffin. That's what I did. Like, it's not too long in the back. It's, it's still like, a little party in the back. Party. Yeah, it's just like a like a light. It's a it's like a it's like a small
2: gathering in the back. Yeah, it's like like a, a
1: friends gathering. It's a dinner party in the back. Friendsgiving in the yeah, back. Yeah. We're going to have some nice cocktails. <laughs> we're going to play some board games and listen to some really good yeah. music. Crimes against humanity or so, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Not that much of a party in the back. It's not a rager in the no, back. No, no. Yeah, it's not You're a, not like cyrusing it in the back. No, not even close. No. Not even close. All right. Minnesota Vikings, you got this one wrong. Bears, you got this one right. Vikings, you got this one wrong. Minnesota legend. Not just Minnesota Vikings legend. Minnesota legend Adam Thielen was released by the Minnesota Vikings. And look, I get it. He's a little long in the tooth. He's not an all-pro caliber receiver that he was at his peak. But let me unpackage this for you a little bit, Aaron. He's from Minnesota. Yep. He is a Minnesota lifer. Grew up there. Was a stud in high school. Yep. Did not get recruited by Minnesota colleges. But what did he do? He wanted to stay home, so he walked on to Minnesota State. Shout out to the Screaming Eagles. Walked on, became a role player with the help of... Of some uh, depth chart shuffling, got the number one receiver job, mm-hmm. and did a good enough job to get drafted. Went undrafted, and he said, well, there's no other team I want to play for. I've never left the state of Minnesota my whole life, because it gets on the practice squad of the Vikings, puts in all the work, gets on the roster, gets a little injury help, gets into the lineup, and becomes a... I would say at least B plus level NFL receiver for a friggin' decade.
2: He's an A... I, I think he was an A level. I, an I a really, level? I really
1: do. I'll give you I'll give you A minus. It I'll say A, a minus. I'll, yeah. Yeah, I'll give you A minus. Not
2: an a, he's not a Jamar Chase. He's not an A plus. No. But a Tyree Kill, but he's an A he's a solid A minus.
1: And after a decade of giving your life to the Minnesota Vikings, the Minnesota Vikings release him. Did him dirty. I think
2: When you look at what Chris Carter did, so I'm on this website right now, on the Vikings website, and Adam Thielen is the number 5 receiver in the history of the Minnesota Vikings. I'd give him four. Now, here's the thing about that. With 5,966 yards receiving, 49 touchdowns, he's behind Anthony Carter, who played for... Eight years, just the '80s. Yeah, they're '85 80. to '93. Yeah. so eight years, seventy-six, thirty-five yards, fifty-two touchdowns. Just a just a hint above. Um, in front of him at number three, Steve Jordan, sixty-three hundred yards, twenty-eight touchdowns, and he was also eight years. See, I don't understand how that's better just I, because he had more receiving yards. I probably just wore the jersey longer. Randy Moss which was obviously dude's a stud. He did his first six years in Minnesota and then came back in 10 with 9,316 yards and 92 touchdowns. I think he's the number one wide receiver in Minnesota. But then you have Chris Carter, who played for 11 years. Compiler. (laughs) 12,383 yards with 110 touchdowns. Now, here's where I have a problem with this. When you look at the first nine years... First nine years of Adam Thielen versus Chris Carter, exactly the same stats. Sure. Exactly the
1: same stats. You can make an easily, easy argument that Adam Thielen's a number three wide receiver in Vikings history. And I think the numbers yeah. support that. Yes. And I think the love of the fan base supports that. There is overwhelming disdain in Vikings Nation that they just released him. No skull. At least restructure the contract. Let him be wide receiver number four. Let him be a mentor. You know he would do that to stay in the jersey. No they, skull for you, Vikings. an awful move. They did this. Terrible. Money on their mind. Horrible. And they disgraced Vikings Nation. Awful. No skull Terrible. for you. Horrible. One hour in the books and we talk. Hey, when we get back We're talking about your Dallas Cowboys, Albuquerque. So get excited. Also, we're going to be cracking some Teller Vodka. Love it. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal.
0: Now betting for the sports animal, your Your afternoon drive. drive. Number Number two, two, men men on. on. Van, Van Nunley, Nunley and Fred Slow, and, and in the on the deck, deck circle, circle. Robert, Robert Buck D. Gibson. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Yeah, yeah, You know, this
4: you can get a paper cut You know, something you can back.
0: Something you can get a
1: paper cut to. You know, paper so cut so cut too. Aaron is yeah. what nah. he said. Nah. I have no idea what that means. I don't know either. Because he's got a big stack of money oh that's probably what it is counting out money i don't know making it rain i am completely unsure making it rain and i think uh, across the glass super producer steph griffin is insinuating that he's rolling a blunt he's gonna get a paper cut oh rolling a blunt i think i think that might be more accurate actually (laughs) a lot of weed talk today one hour in the books welcome back to the program hey it's quitting time on a friday albuquerque Congratulations, you made it through another week. The boys are proud of you. What you need to do, and I highly recommend this, is you go to basically anywhere in Albuquerque and surrounding areas. You know where they should go? If you're down this way. Ah, yes, of course. El Ray Liquors. El Ray Liquors. Which, by the
2: way, I'm part owner of it's a little shameless plug, but
4: Yeah.
1: It's a unpaid, <clears throat> paid advertisement. You get paid later for the advertisement. And what you do is you go into your favorite store of choice, most likely El Rey Liquors downtown, then you grab yourself a little Teller pre-made vodka. And look, hey, if you're if you're a DIY person, if you're a DIY person, you can just buy a bottle of vodka and make whatever you want. Yeah. But they have these fantastic pre-made cocktails. We got the OG Watermelon Walk-Off. We got the Mariachi Margarita. You can get both of those uh, at... Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park this year. And then we have my personal favorite. Which one Which do one you got? I have the watermelon. Okay, I'm, we're both starting off with the watermelon. Let's do watermelon walk-off reviews. And we got the blueberry lavender vodka. That stuff you is got the, so good. And you got the grapefruit hibiscus vodka, which those two are just stone-cold killers. Yeah. I love those so much. And watch out. Some new products are coming this summer. But you ready? It's 5 o'clock somewhere, and it's 5 o'clock Mountain. Crack this, mother. There we go. Boom, baby. Doesn't that sound sexy on air like that? You
2: have yeah. to be like a sommelier with this. Like when you open, if you've never had one of these watermelon walk-offs, when you open it up, just oh take God. a little whiff, so the good. watermelon just permeates.
3: It's delicious. Huh? So good.
1: I don't know if it's my crippling alcoholism, but I just
2: got the me, chills. Me
3: too. Whenever <laughs> I, <You did> too. <laughs> whenever I, <laughs> I could hear it and I'm like, oh.
1: So dangerous. It's so good. Um,
3: so is Teller locally made It's here made in-
1: right here. Hey, okay. Right, okay. right right, na- down the street. Right down the street on is- uh, Silver and Seventh.
3: Is that by Safe House?
1: It is, is literally Lake? Safe House. Okay. It's okay. Safe House, okay. okay. yep. okay. That's the same company.
3: Oh, wow. So what are you drinking right now?
1: So right now we both have the Teller Watermelon Walk-Off. Okay. And these are made in conjunction oh, with no. the Albuquerque Isotopes. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, watermelon as in Sandias. You know, the Sandias are watermelon in, the, Mountain. in the outfield of Isotopes Park. So they came together, made these cocktails, and they're fantastic. So if you're already in love with these like me, they're only getting better this year because they tweak the recipe a little bit. It's, a, <laughs> it's just ever so slightly less thick and ever so slightly less sweet. So I think they're a little smoother and more drinkable, and it's still got that big Teller watermelon walk-off flavor.
2: Yeah, this is definitely dangerous.
1: And each 12-ounce can has three ounces of vodka. So every <laughs> one of these boys is a double. So right right you're now, getting in trouble. We oh. have a, we have a double-double going right here. We're not talking about
2: uh, yes. in and out Burger. Yes, we do.
1: All right, Albuquerque, your Dallas Cowboys saved 30 million dollars today restructured the contracts of both Dak Prescott and Zach Martin if you don't know Zach Martin he's probably one of the best if not the best center in the league so I think you should take care of that guy but they went the other way with it and I'm not gonna even pretend for a second to be an expert on how these NFL contracts work because it seems like they're getting restructured every year. Like some people get less money, some people get a bo- bigger bonus, some people get more money, some people yep. get less of a bonus, and that your cap number fluctuates. It almost, no- Go ahead.
3: It almost reminds me of that part in Mr. Deeds whenever the guy <laughs> wants to come in and get paid more, you know, because he did all this stuff. And he's like, Well, can we renegotiate if you don't do good? And he's like, No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it reminds me of.
1: Well, I mean, that's kind of every player on the Cowboys. Neg- negotiate down when they don't do good. Yeah. But with the $30 million in savings, they're now $14 million under the cap. And by the way, Albuquerque 505-246-0610, hit us up on the Sports Animal Hotline and the Sports Animal Text Line. Oh, my God, Van. That's two different things. How can they have the same number? Okay. Okay. It's very easy. If you send a text to 505-246-0610, I have a special application right here where I can read your texts and give you uh, hot takes from all over the city and surrounding areas. And with the way the internet works now, uh, the world, or you can just call in with your hot takes. I want to hear from you, Cowboys fan. What should they do with this money? And I'll tell you exactly what they have to do is pay C.D. Lamb and get him a Robin. C.D. Lamb's a stud, all right? But you can't have your only good wide receiver double teamed for 17 straight weeks. Are you saying Michael Gallup couldn't be Boy Wonder to C.D. Lamb? That is 100% accurate. Okay. Gallup is a three, three and a half wide receiver. They need a real number two on this team. And hey, by the way, coming up at 5.30, we're going to be talking about overrated and underrated free agents and we'll tell you who the Cowboys should get but a number one you already got a great defense I know that I'll admit it I'll stick my neck out here and say nice things about the Cowboys for 30 seconds they have a fantastic defense but your big money running back overrated your big big money wide receiver can't get open because he's double teamed because he doesn't have anyone else on the other side of the field to take attention away from him and your big money quarterback who just took a pay cut to get some help is wildly overrated should they do something first at the running back position
2: because they have this thing happening right now correct where they essentially have the master has become better than the student yes And Tony Pollard, to me, in my eyes, and I'm not a crazy Cowboys fan, but in my eyes, I'd much rather have Tony Pollard than Zeke. In the 100th percentile. Yes. A hundred percent. So are they going to save money if they just axe Zeke? I know the fans love him. And he actually had a good year last year. He scored more touchdowns than Tony Pollard. I think Tony Pollard, I think his rushing average was head and shoulders above Zeke. But
1: do you cut – do you finally just – cut the rope and get rid of Zeke? Well, Zeke doesn't have any more guaranteed money. Oh, he doesn't? his contracts. So okay. You can just cut him whenever. Okay. There for free. Go. I mean, he's got all of his guaranteed money. He got paid. But Tony Pollard is a free agent. Oh, man. He's an actual free agent. So now you got to pay They didn't tag him? Money for Then they they tagged their they tag? tight end. Oh, Dalton Schultz? I think so. I don't know who they tagged. I guess I probably should have researched that before we came in. Oh, you can't know it all. Nah, we can't. Oh, they used it on Tony Pollard. Oh, they did? Yeah, okay, never mind. Okay. So is it the exclusive? I think he just got a regular uh, a regular tag. I don't think it was the exclusive tag. I think he got the exclusive tag. He did? Which means he's going to be a cowboy, and he can't really negotiate with other teams. Huh. Well, I think, yeah, for the last two seasons, Tony Pollard ranked him way higher than Ezekiel yeah, 100%. Elliott. 100%. I think they just kept giving Ezekiel Elliott touchdowns because you got to justify paying him money somehow.
2: And you know he was getting the he was getting the
1: carries like inside the ten. Correct. Yeah. Tony Pollard twenty to twenty. Tony That's, did it, all the work last year. Exactly. He did all the work. He's a better runner. He's a better pass catcher. I mean, Tony Pollard is just flat out better than Ezekiel Elliott. Zeke hops in that little
2: red bowl at the end. Uh, you know, in the end zone, pretty well though. I'm not saying that he's not
1: adorable. <laughs> He is an adorable human being. Like if I could just carry that little ewok around with me everywhere, I would. Oh my goodness. And his little ewok and his little crop top and his yeah. little weird glasses. Yeah. Like he's he's adorable. He is like a- I've been rooting for the guy, but he's just not yeah. as good as Tony Pollard. He is not That's as good fine. as Tony Pollard. So Cowboy Nation, what are you gonna do with all this money? And the only answer is get a better wide receiver. Um, you got the offensive line. You got the defense. You need another stud wide receiver to help Dak out because i tell you what, it started off as a joke, but my boy Cooper Rush outplayed Dak Prescott last year. Yep. Outplayed him. He did. I was yelling for you all year, Cowboy Nation, to trade Dak Prescott for a stud wide receiver and let Cooper Rush do his thing. I am still on board with that. But Jerry Jones in the front office is not getting rid of Dak. He's he's too stubborn to admit when he's wrong. And he's going to roll with Dak even though he's basically just Black Kirk Cousins. Let's be honest here. He's like the most mediocre quarterback in the NFL. And if you don't put some weapons around him, it doesn't matter how good your defense is. It doesn't matter how good Tony Pollard is because you got Dak Prescott and he needs help. He does need help. Griffin, you're a Cowboys fan. Does this hurt your feelings at all?
3: No. Cuz
1: it's true.
3: I know, but I was just like <laughs> kind of like putting it as like the whole Iron Man and the Iron Patriot. So like you can do without Iron Man and Iron Patriot can save the day and everything, but no one really gives the Patriot so some like referring to him as Cooper Rush and Correct. they all think that Iron Man can save the day. He's the only one that can do it. Yeah, Dak needs to.
1: Train somebody else. Dak's more like Ghost Rider. He's not Iron Man. <laughs> you know, Iron Man. He's I'm giving
3: him too much credit. Way too much
1: credit. He's some like C. He's some C level. He's that Iron superhero. Man
3: that got taken out right over here he is exactly at Fourth and Lomas.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, you saw not. that uh, DJ got a four year deal,
1: right? Daniel Jones. Yes, 160. Yeah, bucks. we uh, yeah, we harped on that big time. Is that, you, that too much you, for him? If you miss that, it is 5 to 10 million too much for he's, him. He's like a you think he's like a 30 million dollar quarterback? 30 35. The only way Daniel Jones is going to have success is just like Dak Prescott, if you surround him with a ton of talent and a good conservative game plan. Yeah. Like Daniel Jones for Daniel Jones 42 and a half or whatever million it is, you could have had jimmy jimmy g Mm -hmm. for like 20 25 million yep you could have had a stud wide receiver for another 10 million you could have another offensive lineman for another 10 million and you could have like a a defensive role player like a nickel guy for like another 5 million yeah so you got five starting players for just what it costs for daniel jones and i think daniel jones and jimmy g are on the exact same page talent wise daniel jones is just a step faster than him yeah being like a a winner being a game manager, I don't see any difference at all in between Jimmy G and Daniel Jones. Hmm. And you just paid fifteen to twenty million too much for him, and wasted all that money that could have went to other pieces to make you a successful football team. Yeah, that's a quick recap there of the segment we did after the signing. When we get back, we're gonna talk a little NBA. Make sure you stick around. We'll be making fun of KD again. (laughs) And right after that, we got our overrated or underrated free agent list. That's going to be an absolute banger of a segment. Having a lot of fun here today. It's a Fredless Friday. Lucky for me, I got Aaron Buck OG Burnett from KKOB sitting in. You're listening to Two Men On. As always, we are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Colwell Banker Legacy Studio we play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA, lunch and a milkshake. That goes down at 66 Diner. The boys are getting strong with Evolve Strong in the weekends, and absolutely right now are for Watermelon Walk-Off made by Teller Genuine Vodka. What, what? You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports
0: animal. Are you am? Don't do that don't do that come on bro the Jim Rome Jim show Rome is up show. next at 10 on 95.9 FM and AM 610 the, the sports, sports animal. animal
1: oh here we go Griffin getting me pumped let's go wait what is that Greta Greta Van Fleet is that what we're doing here is that what that is am I right
3: You know, I don't know. It doesn't ever tell me what the names are.
1: Okay, it's definitely not. Never mind. This
2: is not Greta Van Fleet. This is one of those opener things that you guys have that rejoin music that. uh, It's stock. It's like. It's stock. It's stock rejoin music because when we got back from Phoenix. I walked into Jared's office, and I was like, you need to give the boys new music. <laughs> Dude, I
1: love it. We got, we're
2: on, we're that on like last
3: a, hour is like a country-themed Oh, theme. my gosh.
2: There's one that literally sounds like it's from the Pinocchio score. It's like,
1: <laughs> I just come on, man. Dude, we got some fantastic music, and we got some awful music on here, which is like we like to be surprised by what's coming up. We literally don't know what's coming up next, right. except, for, except for our theme song at the top of the hour. Yeah. We have no idea what's coming. It's all random, which makes it a lot of fun. Number one all time on porcelain Rushmore of the NBA is Kevin Durant. He's on the Rushmore for the NBA. Porcelain Rushmore. Porcelain Rushmore. <laughs> yes, because he's perpetually injured. He's always hurt. He's always hurt. Look, the Phoenix Suns. What did they give just for him? Gave. Four first-round picks. For Katie. Michael Bridges, Cam Johnson, and Jay Crowder. Those are all NBA starters. They got three NBA starters and four first-round picks. And granted, Phoenix is going to be good with or without Kevin Durant, so they're going to be late picks, whatever. But there's still four first-round picks. And he hasn't gotten on the court yet. They traded for him while he was injured, knowing – that he's going to make an end of season run and go for it and try to win a title. So last night, Aaron Buck G Burnett of KKOB, they were doing a shoot around, shoot around. They were warming up, and it was a sellout crowd. Nice. It was everybody wants to see Katie. Is Katie's first game as a Phoenix Sun. The excitement was through the roof, and warming up uncontested. By the way. Jumps up for a layup, lands on his foot. Funny, rolls his ankle. Now he's out for multiple weeks. <laughs> he put on the Suns jersey and never got into the game. <laughs> he couldn't even make it through warmups without getting hurt. Oh my god!
2: You know that's. Uh, it reminds me of a fantasy football game I had last year. I was down. Did it? I was down by. Um no I was up by two points and this guy had Kyler Murray. Do you remember the game where Kyler Murray it was like the second snap of the game? I do remember that. And he took off running and then just fell down? Yeah. I had Kyler in a couple leagues last year so I feel his play. uncontested non-contact. Yep. He got, he he got he got married. I, I want to start a thing where I start like taking Nouns and turning them into verbs. Oh, we do that all the time on the yeah, program. Yeah. For sure. Like KD like got married. Yeah. Nothing happened. He was just walking, and then the next thing you know, he's out for six. Boom.
1: Kylered. He got Kyler. <laughs> I like that better. He got <laughs> Kylered. So now Kevin Durant is in all likelihood going to miss the entirety of the regular season. So this whole season that they just gave three NBA starters, one of them, Michael Bridges, has been lighting it up. Yeah. Now that he gets more minutes in uh, New Jersey, he will not play a single game for the team that traded for him. And if his ankle doesn't improve, he's going to miss the first round or more of the NBA playoffs. Oh, my goodness. You, you trade your whole future for a win-now mentality, get Kevin Durant, pair him up with Paul and Booker and Ayton as just a fearsome foursome Bad news, Phoenix fans. KDA never getting on the court. There's an old saying that my Mima
2: used to say to me. I'm excited for this. My Mima used to sit me down, called her Big Mom. Okay. Big Mom used to sit me down on her knee, and she would say, Grandson, don't always put all your eggs in one basket. Great advice. And I looked at her and I was like, Grandma, Mima, Big Mom. I have no idea what you're talking about. No, 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 that means not another cookie. Yeah. You know.
1: But now it makes sense. For sure. Makes sense to Phoenix. Yeah, it makes sense a lot of sense right now. Phoenix if, gets it now. If he comes back, like I'm pretty sure Phoenix will beat whoever they face in the first round. Yeah. With or without Kevin Durant. And the Lakers still suck, right? But after that, they're on a run right now. Are actually. they really? They're on a run, watch out. They're in uh they're ninth right now, so they're in the weren't they like thirteenth or fourteenth just they're... a few weeks ago? Yeah. They got rid of Russell Westbrook and immediately went on a run. <laughs> The Clippers <laughs> added Russell Westbrook and started slumping immediately. Uh, this guy is cancer to a what's successful the, what's basketball the team. common
2: denominator there? Uh, Russell, well, Russell
1: Westbrook. Westy. Hmm. So, yeah, Phoenix is not making it out of the second round without Kevin Durant. No. They're not that good. And the, the West is just so stacked. It's a murderer's row of good teams. So you give up your future. For all porcelain team, Kevin Durant, super soft, Kevin Durant, like 7,000 thread count sheet soft, <laughs> Kevin Durant, Egyptian cotton, 7,000 count sheet, a friggin' swimming pool full of quadruple ply Charmin soft, Kevin Durant, and he's not even going to get on the court for you. I love this curse. It's the curse of KD. I love it so much. And being like an objective sports fan, you want to see the best players on the court. The Phoenix Suns are going to be deadly with a healthy Kevin Durant, but are they going to make it out of the first round? Can they make it out of the second round and get Kevin Durant healthy to start taking on real teams? And oh, my goodness, I'm just going to slurp all this up. It is hilarious. He didn't make it out of his warm-ups. That sucks. He was still in his warm-ups. <laughs> he didn't even make it until, like, the stadium was only, like, a quarter full at that time. That's how early in the warm-ups he hurt himself. He was, like, walking out with the ball in his hand and then, ah! A couple dribbles and a layup and...
3: Could you imagine Angle. him? Because you know how like when you're walking and you kind of trip or you like do a little fall or something and you hope that no one really saw it happen. And if you hurt yes. yourself, you like limp off quietly by yourself. Could you just imagine the embarrassment that he didn't even get to perform? Yes. Oh my gosh. Just-
1: but he's got to be used to it because it happens so much to him. <laughs> <laughs> it's It's nuts. All right, I'm excited for this next segment. Uh you're going to have to tell me where to go, but we're going to do our overrated, underrated free agent list. And we're doing predictions too, where we think they're going. Uh we can. And, and we'll do we'll just hit like the big positions. You know, we'll start
2: with uh who I think the two uh the most overrated quarterback is and the most underrated free agent quarterback. We're talking about free agents. Free agents only. Okay. Free, free agents only and you guys can feel free to get in on this conversation if you want. You can call us up at 505-246-0610, and you can also text us
1: at that number as well. Same number. We made it so easy for you. Piece of cake. More NFL talk when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal.
0: The Jim Rome Show. I mean, I love the game, but I don't play the game. Weekdays Weekdays at 10 10. on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. I make you to death, to death. Welcome back,
1: Duke City. It's Fredless Friday. Lucky for me, me for I got Aaron Buck OG Burnett with me. K K O B. You know him, you love him. I
2: really like that Fredless Friday kind of thing.
1: It's it fun, just, right? It's fun. Yeah. It's not a diss on Fred. I love Fred. Yeah, he's just not here. <laughs> but it's awesome. Also, speaking of Fredless Friday, this is also going to be a Freaky Friday. As at 630, we're just gonna do a segment from your program. We're gonna flip you're the gonna, script. You're gonna lead this thing and I'm gonna act like I'm on KKOB and I'm gonna be your Batman. I mean be your Robin. You're gonna be Batman for one segment. Super excited for well, that. Let me ask you a question before we go down that road. Please. Do you just wanna have like a
2: conversation about something? Do you wanna play a game? Because I've got great games. This I've got is- I've got a game called Florida Man. Uh, that's a really fun one. Okay. You, you decide whether it's real or fake. Uh, we have Florida Man. I've got phone topics where people can call in and, you know what? You know what you should do? Okay. You can have this. This is free, all right? Uh, okay, thank you. <laughs> and I, obviously I'm taking this from somebody, but uh, Seinfeld fan? Uh, passive. Okay. Not hardcore. So I'm sure you know the Festivus episode, right? One of the best ever. You should have like an airing of grievances. But, you know, because it's a Festivus tradition, yes. the airing of grievances. We do that every day with every call. <laughs> I was going to say. Do but you not you, know the show? But, but you could <laughs> set it up where it's like. Yes, on we purpose. We have the, the Friday airing of grievances at, you know, five o'clock and people can just be outraged with whatever. I love it. Airing of grievances.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to be. It's Freaky Friday. It is your segment. So you do whatever you want. Okay. Yeah. You build that one out the way you want it. I will. That's going down at six thirty. But right now we're talking about underrated and overrated free agents. And you have yourself a little list here. I do. This is you're gonna run you're gonna softball them into me.
2: Yeah. This is one of my favorite times of the football season. I love watching the NFL free agency before the upcoming season. I love the draft. I mean obviously I love the season when the you know my naturally beloved Chiefs are playing. But uh, this is probably my, the second, this is, this is what I look forward to the most about the NFL, is watching the free agencies, making predictions, watching the draft, and we have a list of the most overrated and underrated players per position in the NFL. Okay, love this. <clears throat> so we're going to start at the top. Okay. We'll keep it simple. We're going to talk about quarterbacks first. and. Friend of the show, you guys feel free to call in at 246-0610, 505-246-0610, or if you're a little gun
1: shy, you can text us. What's the number? Hey, you'll never guess what it is. What is it? It is also 505-246-0610, Aaron. Whoa. Also from the texture, shout out to 666-4. Hello, Aaron. Oh. So you got some fans out here. What up, son? Same, same gentleman, 666-4. Uh, says they should spend that money on OBJ, talking about the Cowboys segment, and I think that's a fantastic idea. OBJ is actually, uh, uh, he's holding
2: workouts coming up here shortly for a bunch of NFL teams. As he should. Just read that today. Yeah. All right, so let's start at quarterback. Okay. I'm going to say that the most overrated quarterback, free agent quarterback, right now is Andy Dalton. Last year he was with the Saints. Mm Mm-hmm. He's going to be 35 years old entering Mm -hmm. this new season. Yep. Um, He only had like a 50.7 QBR in 22 at the Saints. It's rough. His best rating was in 18. He's 35. He's played poorly for the last three seasons before last year. Um, And obviously he's going to be a backup.
1: Yeah. He's not going to get a number one job anywhere. No. The Saints, that was his last shot. But here's the thing. The flying tomato,
2: and I'm not talking about Sean White. I'm talking about Andy Dalton. Red Rocket. The Red Rocket. Mm -hmm. If you're in a pinch and you need somebody just to get you by for a week or two, Andy's your guy. I agree completely. He is a solid, solid backup quarterback for at least two, three weeks. Yeah. After that, not so much. I'm all the way in. I thought we were going to see something with this last year. I believe the most underrated quarterback right now that's a free agent is with Miami, or he was with Miami,
1: and that's Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, so your thoughts on Andy Dalton are super similar to my thoughts on Teddy Bridgewater. Really? He's had a lot of chances to prove himself. He is not a number one guy, but he is upper echelon backup. He's probably the best backup. Yeah, hands down. Say Any team is going to look at one perfectly good Teddy Bridgewater or like some young guy from the NFL draft, I think they are 100% going to go some young guy.
2: Well, yeah, because it's going to save them a boatload of money. It's going
1: to be like Geico. They're going to save a ton on their car insurance if they take young guy. Exactly. Yep. But Teddy Bridgewater, nothing wrong with Teddy Bridgewater. Solid. Whatsoever. Super solid. He'll win you some games. And he doesn't do any stupid stuff. He's not going to lose you a bunch of games. Nope. But take, take care not, of the ball? That's not what it takes in the NFL to win anymore. That's your job. you got to have the guy. Yeah. So I agree with both those takes. All right. Running backs. Okay, hold on. Let me give you my underrated. Oh, what do you got? The legend. We were just talking about him last segment. Jake Plummer? The- oh, wait. Sorry. <laughs> oh, he's legendary. At, he's uh, legendary. Dr- drugs. The only way that Ginger Nation... Ginger World. Gingers Unite. Ginger Vitus. The only way that us Gingers will have a super winning quarterback will be from the arm of one Cooper Rush. Ah! He, He proved himself last year to be a winner, to not make mistakes, to be the kind of guy you could put in there to manage a game and not screw it up for you. If you put Cooper Rush behind center with a talented team, he can win games for you. And you could get them for pennies on the dollar. Would you rather have Cooper Rush or Brock Purdy? Uh, Cooper Rush. Ah. I don't trust Brock Purdy yet. You put you put Brock Purdy on the Panthers. You put Brock Purdy on the friggin' Bears. He's got to have a cast around him. 100, And he's got the best cast. <clears throat> he does. On paper, the 49ers are the best team in the NFL.
2: CMC. Yes. Brandon Ayuk. Yes. Evo Samuel. Yes. George Kittle. Yes. Good front line. Yes. Come on.
1: Yeah. It's, it's it's insane. Match could, made to heaven. You could just grab a dude out of the crowd, and you'll, <laughs> you could go in there, and I could go in there, yes, and succeed is what you're saying. I'm not, I'm not. Hey, I was actually a quarterback. Like I could still throw a football. Like I'm talking about like anyone from the crowd. <laughs> like put on a blindfold and just pick out somebody. Not not like some burnout loser like me. <laughs> like literally anyone you could put on the 49ers and they'll be fantastic. Okay. All right. You ready for running backs? Let's do it. All right.
2: 22 team was the Bears. Age entering the 23 season is going to be 26. What's the cut? When do do you think the
1: breaks start falling off of running backs? What age? I don't know if it's an age thing. I think it's a carry. A mileage thing? Yeah, it's a mileage. You have, I would say, three years of a starting running back. Okay. And there's a few freaks that are stronger and better Now take better care of himself than that?
2: Yeah. Well, David Montgomery is my most overrated running back in the NFL right now. Okay. A free agent. A free agent, yeah. Um, He got a bunch of workload. He's just not that exciting. Khalil Herbert did so much better than David Montgomery, and David Montgomery would get the tag. He would get the start before Khalil, uh, Khalil, Khalil Herbert. Just not – he's not exciting. He's not that good. And I think he's crazy, crazy overrated.
1: He uh he does a lot of things. He can eat a lot of carries, he can catch the ball out of the backfield, yes. he can he can pass block, but he's not a dude. Like he's not a game winner. Here's the thing, Khalil Herbert, he led running backs who had more than a
2: hundred carries with uh with one point four rushing yards over expectation per carry. That's very good. So what's the average, like three point two or something like that in yeah. the NFL? Yeah. He, he eclipsed that to like 4.6 or 4.5, whatever it is.
1: Interesting.
2: Yeah. I think the most underrated running back comes from the team that lets CMC go, and that is Deontay Foreman.
1: Oh, you beat me to it. That now, was my guy too. When
2: you look at that two-headed monster that they had, yeah. you know Deontay Foreman definitely stepped up and, and brought it home. This guy is a starting running back in the NFL – it is not a fluke last year. You plug this guy in. He's a big, big guy. Going to be a stud. He could be, I believe, he could be a top five running back next year. In the right situation. In the right situation. The right if he's got
1: a good front line, he's going to be a top five running back. All right. Overrated, I'm going to go Rashad Penny. He just keeps He keeps getting chance, <laughs> chance after falling chance. Falling and falling. Chance after chance after chance. Can't stay healthy. When he is healthy, he underperforms. But for whatever reason... He keeps getting gigs. And then underrated, we got the same guy. Yeah. Deonta Foreman, like he could be a dude somewhere. He could be a
2: top three running back. I'm saying top five. You know what? I'll amend that. He could be a top three running back. The right situation, the right front line, he is a top three running back. I love it. And I hope he gets a shot. Yeah. Wide receivers. What do we got, like three minutes left? Yeah, we can go. Okay. Wide receivers most overrated free agent right now is paris campbell he is a wide receiver for the colts he was a second round pick in 2019 he was able to stay on the field for the entire season this year and it's kind of hard to to put him in this box but you kind of have to even though he was with the colts because the colts had so many problems at quarterback but his metrics are just not there sure i don't think he's the guy I don't. Th- I think he's the most, and somebody's probably going to pay him a bunch of money. But I think he's the most overrated guy right now, free agent wide receiver in the NFL.
1: He's like a number four to me. Four receiver set, he can be in there. Yes, or
2: yes, he, I three or four. Your two, three is generous, I think.
1: Your two or your three gets needs a playoff. He'll be just fine. Like yeah, he's not that dude anymore. I believe that. And I've thought
2: about this when I when I knew that this guy was becoming a free agent. I was like, Oh man, I'd love for the Chiefs to pick this guy up because he's a stud. Um,
1: the, the most the Chiefs being your favorite team.
2: I, I am a Chiefs fan, a fan. I've been a used, grew up outside of Kansas City when I was a kid. I, I am a tried and true Chiefs fan. Um, I believe that the most under underrated wide receiver right now in the NFL, Jacoby Myers with the Patriots. Smart pick. This kid is a absolute stud. He can get open. Yep. He can he's fast. Uh he's just a stud. And while I really really like um I like Mac Jones a lot as, you know, the man under center in in New England. I think he actually has a long career ahead of him. I think he's actually kind of underrated. I think Jacoby Myers, you get him around a quarterback, you get him around somebody like a Joe Burrow, a Patrick Mahomes, even an Aaron Rodgers. Sure. He's going to excel. He's going to absolutely flourish and just get even better. I think he had like 75 he'll, catches or something last year. So I
1: think, it was a lot. I think he'll be one of the most sought-after free agents in the wide receiver group because, number one, he is talented. He's got great hands, and he's only 26. He's young. A lot of these free agents are 29 to 32. Yep. But he's still young. he lot got a lot of tread left on them tires. He does. That's a great answer. I like that one a lot. Thank you. Overrated. I'm going to go, this guy, he hasn't been good in like 10 years, but he keeps getting jobs. T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. was good for so long, man. So, so,
2: so long.
1: He had like a really good (laughs) five-year run, but that was eight years ago? Yeah. And he still keeps getting gigs. You know why you bring T.Y. Hilton in? Good for him. You bring T.Y. Hilton in. To help the young receivers. I mean, there's that. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure he'll get that situation somewhere. You got an underrated person? I do. And he's a dude. And if he gets in the right situation, he's going to pay some dividends in your wide receiver group. DJ Chark. DJ Chark. You know what? He is so talented. I'm okay with that. He went from Jacksonville to Detroit. He's never had a chance. Sign this guy for pennies on the dollar, and your football team will thank you. I have to say something. You made a comment
2: earlier when you were talking about the Bears division. I totally disagree with what you said about the Detroit Lions. Okay. I think the Detroit Lions are actually on the come-up. You think they're contenders? I don't know if they're contenders yet, but they're definitely on the come-up.
1: Oh, I agree completely.
2: Definitely on the come up. I think they're going to be a better than 500 team next year. I bet they're probably going to be somewhere like, I don't know. They're probably going to have 10 to 11 wins next year. I believe that. I think the Detroit Lions are somebody actually to watch out for because, man, they're a good
1: team. They've nailed the draft last two years, too. They have nailed the draft. Yeah. They believe in Dan Campbell. The fact that they
2: gave up TJ Hawkinson, though, kind of drives me bonkers. But just doing so much. Like, the best growth out of any NFL team in the past year, Detroit Lions, hands down.
1: Oh, I agree with you completely. Them them, and, and uh, Miami. Yeah. I'm a big Jacksonville homer, too. I like what they're doing yeah. down there. You like the honey badger. I, I, I like the honey badger, and I love the, uh, the albino Easter Island statue, <laughs> AKA, a.k.a. Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> 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 when we get back... I have to personally apologize to Sean Kemp. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the Sports Animal.
2: You don't need a perfect bracket to make money gambling on March Madness. Tune in to Name Three Players with me, Amory Castillo, and I'll tell you how this Saturday, starting at 7
1: a.m. on the Sports Animal. Welcome back, Duke City. What? What? You listen to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the Sports Animal. The boys wouldn't be out here with our friends in the community, such as. John Lopez Real Estate and Coal Banker Legacy, if you need anything in the real estate world, John Lopez is your dude. If you want to buy your first home, you want to buy a million-dollar home, you want to go into the real estate, you want to start a new career in real estate, you want to learn about renting, you want to learn about selling, anything, John Lopez, a John Lopez Real Estate, Coal Banker Legacy, that is your dude. Yeah. John's a good guy. I actually know him. Hell, He's the best. Yeah. He's, he's the best. He's not on this program enough because he's so damn busy. He's busy. When he when he comes on this program, like I just pour my coffee out because he is just pure energy. Yeah. Love that dude. All right. It's time for a redaction. You got to make an apology. I gotta send out a personal apology. I was fooled. You should have apology music. I was duped. You got some you got some on cue, Griffin? like days no, of our da- days of our lives. I was I was duped by big media. You know who you are. But luckily the truth came out and I have to send a personal apology to NBA superstar Sean the Rain Man Kemp. As it was reported that Sean Kemp was involved in a drive-by shooting. So I had all the jokes about You're washed up. What happened to all your money? You convicted him before he was even tried. Why do you need to be a gangster? (laughs) Obviously, obviously I threw the word allegedly around. Allegedly. There's a bunch of CYA involved. But I ran Sean Kemp all the way through. He was reported that he was involved in a drive-by shooting. He was going after somebody's uh, goods or services or something and started shooting at them from his car. But the truth finally comes out, and Sean Kemp had his car broken into, bastards, had a bunch of his possessions stolen, and obviously they're dumb criminals because they stole his iPhone, and he tracked his iPhone using the Find My iPhone app. It's friggin' genius. I I love it so much. He tracked down his iPhone to a mall parking lot and confronted the guys who stole it and broke into his car, and they immediately started shooting at him. So he was packing heat at the time, and, appa- was. and apparently registered firearm, safety training, the whole thing. It was all legit, fired back in self-defense. Sean Kemp from Van Nunley, co-host of Two Men On, right here on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. I am sorry. I was wrong. Look at you.
2: It takes a big man to apologize.
1: It to. does. Good for you. It does. And thank you for thanking me. No, you're you know, you're being a mench. You're it doing what you're me, supposed to it do. Makes me feel better about it. Because uh outside of Elijah One and Drexler, Sean Kemp was my favorite basketball player growing up. His dunks were ferocious. Yeah and I was very concerned. I I even made jokes about how he looks like Bill Cosby. Like, it was not fair what I did to Sean Kemp a couple days ago. Yep. So I have to be the bigger person here and let him know. Hell of a first two hours, my friend. We're having a lot of fun with it. Man, we're just, like, boogieing through this. You know what's about to happen when we get back? We're going to crack another teller. That is what's up, baby. We're going uh, a little grapefruit hibiscus lemonade when we get back, and we'll provide commentary on another fantastic teller pre-made cocktail you've been listening to two men on 95.9 fm am 610 sports and sports adjacent content when we get back fm
4: <laughs> six ten. <610.
1: laughs> uh, the- yep. we could just end it there griffin Two hours in the books, one hour to go. Having a lot of fun with it here. Two you know on. why? Because it's a, what, what did you call it? A Fredless Friday? F- Fredless Friday. Fredless Friday. It's about to be a freaky Friday here at 6.30 as uh, there's going to be a buck takeover for one segment. Yep. All right, we tried our watermelon walk-off. It is fantastic. The new recipe is basically perfect. So good. Now we get to try the Teller grapefruit hibiscus lemonade which is spoiler alert already my favorite it's amazing and i'm really excited for this new recipe same thing all their lemonades it's just a slight bit less thick slight bit less sweet but those amazing teller flavors are still there and that three ounces of vodka for every can is still there so you ready buddy let's crack them bam boom love that oh god it smells smells so good
0: right when you open it up it's so
2: it really does Mm.
1: oh my god that is fantastic (sighs) i will never ever get sick of these so good these are going to take over the southwest first and then the world it's already the number one vodka and the number one uh mixed cocktail in the state of new mexico and they're only going to build off this So special shout out to teller vodka
2: i really need to get with him and do some founders cocktails
1: yes for real. Absolutely. Like need some kind of like synergetic yeah. partnership or something. Let's hang. I like that. What are we doing now? What's coming up? Okay. So, I mean, in real life or on the program? No, on the program. <laughs> on the program. Okay. So, uh, as you know, there's been very validated rumors of Aaron Rodgers being traded to the Jets. Mm-hmm. It's reported yesterday that the Packers and Jets have a trade in place. If Aaron Rodgers gives it okay. Hearing that news, Sauce Garner has been a very outspoken proponent of Aaron Rodgers coming to New York. He's already thrown shade at Zach Wilson all year. He doesn't want him to be his quarterback. Sauce is a bad man. What was he, a fourth-round draft pick? Dude, they scored the
2: lottery with that guy.
1: Yeah. He was. He is a stud. Yeah, he's so good. Uh, okay, so him and—oh, God, I just went blank— Uh, Garrett Wilson, is that right? Wide receiver? Garrett Wilson and Michael Carter, Mm -hmm. wide receiver and running back, uh, had a little party last night to try to create some good juju, try to create some good momentum for this uh, Aaron Rodgers trade. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the Jets-Green Bay game from last year's regular season? Uh, no, I do not. Okay. It, it, it didn't stand out. It wasn't the greatest game. But the New York Jets were able to keep Aaron Rodgers and the Packers under wraps and beat them in Lambeau. And, oh, I do remember and that. And you remember yep. after the game, Sauce Garner stole somebody's cheese head and was, walking, right. yep. was walking around the field with the cheese head. You know, and, when you have a performance like that, you should be able to do that. Yes. Yeah, he shut down uh, any Packers wide receiver he was going up against. So Sauce Garner hung on to that cheese head, and he said, look, Aaron, you come here, I promise I'll get rid of it. <laughs> so him and Garrett Wilson and Michael Carter had a little backyard party, started a fire on the back patio, <laughs> yeah, they and did. Instagram lived it, and burnt the cheese head in the fire to try to draw Aaron Rodgers to New York. Exactly, love it. Instead of a voodoo doll, it's a voodoo cheese head, as he's doing his best voodoo impression to try to get Aaron Rodgers to New York. I love that. It is so sweet. Like, I'm a, you're a Chiefs fan. I am a Chiefs fan. I'm a Packers fan. Are you really? And I have enjoyed this ride with Aaron Rodgers. How many Super Bowls did you guys get? One? Only two? one. Just the one? One single solitary Super Bowl. There's only been to one Super Bowl and won it. A lot of losses in the playoffs. Didn't you guys a- win
2: Super Bowl one?
1: Oh, yeah, one and two.
2: You beat the Chiefs in Super
1: Bowl one. Yes. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Packers got Super Bowl one and two, and then one with Brett Favre and one with Aaron Rodgers. Okay. And that's it. A ton of. Of NFL championships before the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm kind of done. Like, I want to see what Jordan Love has. Is he a dude? Is no. it is it going to go Favre, Rogers, Love? I'm not a. I'm not. I'm not a believer. See, I. I am. I'm not. I am because the the little bit of what I've seen, the little bit of what I've seen. From his little glimpses of playing time, mm-hmm. looks like an NFL quarterback. He can run. He's smart. He's got a cannon, and he's been Aaron Rodgers' understudy for three years now.
2: You know, to be fair, to be, to, fair. Jo- to be fair, to Jordan Love, I haven't seen him play for a while. Sure, I mean, because you look at you look at like the the roadmap for a good quarterback. Tom Brady sat under Drew Bledsoe. Obviously, Tr- Tom Brady is talented. He's the goat. As far as quarterbacks, right? Aaron Rodgers sat under Brett Favre. Yep. Maybe this Jordan Love thing is going to pan out. I think. I don't. I don't see it though. From what I've seen with his play in the past, I could totally be wrong, but I just don't see it.
1: Yeah, he's a super talented guy. He <clears throat> checks a lot of boxes, and he's had great development underneath Aaron Rodgers. So I think he's set up for success. They just got to get a good haul for Aaron Rodgers. Five zero five two four six zero six ten. When you hit up the sports animal text line and you got all them hot takes, we will put you on. Who do we got here, Griff? Oh, Bruce Wayne! What's happening, my guy? What's on your mind, brother? To be fair,
5: mm, to be fair. Fair. The, uh, the, 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 the all these players vying for the their uh, all these other players to go on their team. I mean, like wasn't Von Miller trying to get OBJ, and yep. now Trayvon Diggs trying to get his brother. Uh, with the Cowboys and yep. players trying to, get, I I like that, but it's crazy because you never would have heard that until now the the, with social media. But I think what should happen if if these players are really doing this, then they should take a They should take a pay cut and use part of their salary if they're willing to speak up, put your money where your mouth is, and say, okay hey, I want this player, I'll even take a pay cut so I get this player on my team. Because, I mean, fans get excited. I'm mean, As a fan, I like hearing these players saying, hey, we want another superstar on our team, but they're expecting the owners to to fork out the money to do this. So um, it's exciting to hear, but all it is is just fodder. It's not anything that's, that has any concrete uh, substantial uh uh, stance on anything. So I think uh, if these players are really are willing to continue to buy for this, and and we're getting excited about this, don't make it just don't don't do it in vain. Like, be, put your money where your mouth is and start putting your money out there. That would be exciting to see. Be like, hey, we're taking pay cuts. I'm I'm taking a cut just to get him on my team. I don't care. I don't I don't want I don't need that money. I just want to win and have yeah, my the players I want on my team. So. Uh, I mean, you kind of already see that in basketball, but it's just you definitely don't. With salary caps and and restrictions in the NFL, we really can't get there's no dream scenario where you get the person you want unless the money really makes sense. And the only way the money really makes sense is if the players are willing to take a pay cut um, to to compensate the player they want on their team. But that's just my take on it.
2: Mr. Wayne, what do you think, do you, how much influence do you think that these GMs and owners put in social media when you have these players coming out and saying, hey, you know, like Trayvon Diggs saying, hey, you know, can we get Stephon down here? What, what do we need to do to make that happen? How much influence do you think social media plays in this?
5: Well, I, I think the NFL really p- 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 panders to the, the the social media because I think they make a lot of changes and do a lot of things when it comes to that. So I think the NFL panders to that a lot, but I think the owners have a little bit more control and they actually probably are more handcuffed when it comes to getting the players they are. So I, I think they I think they do show interest. I think it, they definitely, there is probably some influence on them, but I think they have less control over taking a stance on that action because of the limitations they have or the NFL is pretty much a juggernaut in itself and can pander to anything they want because they have the money and there's no limitations where the owners, I think, have a little bit more of that. But I do think it does have some influence on them, but I just don't think that they uh, have the luxury to be able to to do it because of, of restrictions of seller caps and stuff. Well,
1: go. Wayne, back to your, your original point, like you're literally preaching to the choir right now. I, I've been saying this for years. Like somebody like Aaron Rodgers somebody like Josh Allen, somebody who's like capable of making like just top money, reset the market amounts of money. They take these big deals and Aaron Rodgers is the most recent example. They take these giant deals and then their favorite toy has to go somewhere else. Aaron Rodgers with DeVonte Adams it makes the Packers a different team. If he would have took a 10 million if he would have took a 10 million dollar pay cut, he'd still have DeVonte Adams and DeVonte Adams could have uh, ushered in, could have mentored those really talented young wide receivers he has.
5: No, I agree. I mean, they did the same thing with Joe Flacco and the Ravens after he won the Super Bowl. They overpaid him, and then they couldn't keep the receivers who made him win those Super Bowls, yeah. that Super Bowl. So I I agree with you. Oh, I think, right. I, honestly, my my opinion with this, honestly, is I think that they should treat it like baseball. Like, if whoever business, makes, and this is me being a biased Cowboys fan, but... I think whoever team makes the most money, you treat it like a business. And if you have the money to pay for the players you want, you pay for the players you want. I mean, it, this the whole reason why there was a salary cap issue is because the Cowboys overpaid for Deion Sanders to get him on the team. And then right after that, they're like, nope, you have to have a salary cap and we're locking things down. So I think maybe it would be better if teams just treat it like a business. And if you had the money to pay him, you have the money to pay him. And, if you don't, you don't, and then the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. But that's no different than anything else we see in in the, in the U.S. But that would be exciting to see. But I don't think it's ever going to happen again. But I think I think you're right. I think sometimes these guys don't want to, they don't want to take a pay cut, but then they don't see success, and then they get mad because there's they don't have the weapons they have anymore because they are too greedy and didn't want to take the money a lower pay cut. But, yeah, I, I agree with
1: you guys on that. Uh, another, another great call, Wayne. Thanks for being We're a together. friend of the show. You know, you rack that there guy.
2: In the, in the words of the great Jim Rome, rack him. That was a great call. Great call. Yeah, great he, uh, call.
1: Bruce, Bruce Wayne always kills it. On he's this Bruce program. Wayne. Come on. He's Batman. So I think, the, I mean, I talk about it all the time on this program. Well, which program? Oh, Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports That's animal. animal. Uh, I talk about it all the time on the program that the example for the class is Tom Brady. In more ways than one. But when we're talking money, we're talking salary cap, Tom Brady, his whole career... Was underpaid. taken below (laughs) market (laughs) value so his team can have more players. Yeah. And then he wins Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl, and everyone else is like, well, I just don't see how he does it. Also, give me $60 million. Yeah, he's legacy chasing.
2: Yeah. That's what Brady's doing. The most underpaid quarterback in the history of the NFL as far as like great quarterbacks... He's the most underpaid.
1: And he did it by design every single he, year. He deserved that Patrick Mahomes contract. Yeah. That $500 million contract. And even, I mean, to a lesser degree, Patrick Mahomes did it too. He got the record-setting contract, and then he restructured it to make it a little bit less. Yeah. To add some t- to room to, to get some more weapons. Yeah, absolutely. But absolutely. until everybody starts doing that, it's, it's not going to change. Yeah. And look, and I do not fault you whatsoever for maximizing your value. No. If you want to get 60 million dollars, Aaron Rodgers, go crazy. No, the market what? the market will dictate your value and you capitalize on it.
2: If you know your worth and you're truly worth that and you hold your guns, that's okay. That is okay. You should know your worth. Don't work for something if you're not, you know? I mean, but if you have to adjust like Brady did, do it. It's okay. If if you want to win, do that. It's okay it's okay to know your worth though
1: when we get back i got a hilarious story about michael jordan and golf you don't want to miss this one does it have to do with gambling and whiskey yes and yes okay you're listening to two men on 95.9 fm am 610 the sports animal
0: new mexico Mexico sports authority Authority. 95.9 fm and am 610 the sports animal Welcome back to the program, Duke City.
1: Program in question, of course, would be Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. This isn't breaking news. This isn't a fresh story out there. But I did just stumble across it, and I find it to be absolutely hilarious. And uh, guess what? I get to do what I want on this program. It's a so really good story. We all. It's a great story, right? So, mm-hmm. we uh, we all know Michael Jordan loves golf. And he's the GOAT. We also know Michael Jordan loves gambling. He loves to gamble and he loves to drink whiskey. He loves to drink whiskey. Smoke cigars. And smoke cigars. But most important, more than anything, he loves to win. Mm-hmm. He is addicted to it like a junkie. It is kind of sad if he wasn't so damn good at it. Did you watch The Last Dance? Of course. The part that really bothered
2: me about that with Jordan was when they were talking about, like, the guy that's in the back locker room with them, and they were, like, pitching quarters, like, pitching pennies. Yeah. And how they're throwing for, like, $500 a throw, and he's just taking this dude's money. Yeah. It's like... That guy makes like thirty five thousand dollars a year. Leave him alone, MJ. Right. Come on, man. Yeah. But he you're right. He's addicted to winning. Like addicted to winning. He doesn't care. Whether it's throwing quarters when he has five minutes
1: with an usher.
2: He doesn't care that he's gonna take food out of that kid's that guy's baby's mouths. He no. just wants to beat him.
1: He wants to win. Yes. At all costs. At all costs. And you know, that's how the greatest, no matter what you do, that's how the greatest get to that point. Anyway, <clears throat> yeah, you're right. All this cockiness and cockiness and confidence and like this addiction to winning, to an addiction to be the best at your craft. That's the only way you could do it. There's plenty of talented people born every day. Yeah. But if you don't work at it, if you don't crave excellence, if you don't have the passion that it takes to work hard at it, you'll never get there. And Michael Jordan has it.
2: He does. In In
1: Spain. In Spain. I was just thinking the same thing. So, 2019, Michael Jordan, who has a couple golf courses, who has a a couple golf clubs, um, not clubs as in what you swing to hit the ball, but like... Facilities. Country country clubs. Facilities. Thank you very much. Uh, He has a new one in 2019, just built, started golfing on it in 2020. What's it called? It's called Grove... 23. What do the pros call it? The pros call it Slaughterhouse 23.
3: What? That <laughs> they do. Awesome. Griffin
1: and let me tell you why because this course wasn't designed to just be challenging, to just be beautiful, to be an attraction in the area for members of the press athletes. Uh, retired athletes, and especially really good golfers. Why was it designed that way? Well, let me tell you. They call it Slaughterhouse 23 because the design of this course is playing exactly into every intricacy of Michael Jordan's golf game.
2: How much of a baller do you have to be? (laughs) No, I'm serious. Think about it. How much do you think it costs to build a golf course?
1: A tens of millions.
2: Tens of millions of dollars. Yes. Probably 50, 60, 70, 80 million dollars. Something like yes. that. Yes. Something insane. This dude is such a big D, bad man. Correct. That he can design an entire golf course to play to his
1: strengths. So there's only 75 members of this course, and less than 100 people have played on it. That's how exclusive it is.
2: The members, it's ridiculous.
1: So it's called Slaughterhouse 23, and a bunch of pros are calling it. The name came from the pros because the shorter you hit the ball, the wider the fairway is. So the longer your drive is, it's just a little filter. A little more narrow. It gets narrower and narrower and narrower the further that you have the ability to hit the ball.
2: So if you're a PGA golfer, and you and you tee and you hit a 325 yard, 300 yard plus shot, yes, off the tee, versus Jordan who might hit 250, 275, right? The PGA golfer is going to have a more narrow landing strip Correct. than
1: Jordan, who's who's going to be much wider. And it's not just the fairways, Aaron all of the hazards the water the sand the trees are also all built into his game i love that if Good he's for him. if he's at a certain <laughs> right. distance awesome. on a every single hole is tailored to how he would play the hole all none of the uh none of the hazards are in his normal ball path all of Like the clubs that he hits, say he hits a normal five iron and he slices a five iron every once in a while, there won't be a sand trap where his ball usually lands. Yeah. So in between his target area and the area that he lands in when he misses the ball, he doesn't strike it correctly. There's no hazards. But for every other pro golfer who might look at a hole, there are hazards in the way. Yeah. So anyone who's dumb enough to gamble with Michael Jordan on this golf course, you better. Be a golf pro you better be the best at the game because this thing and he's a great athlete and he's a great golfer like for a non-professional golfer he is he is in low single digits handicap which that is like pga and live tour up here mm-hmm. like i don't know what it's called now it used to be the nike tour yeah right here below that jordan's at the top of that level wow He's that good at golf. You know what's really funny about this is, like, this isn't
2: the first time that Jordan's actually tried to fix things so he could win. Oh, duh. Did you know that during the playoff days, the scoreboard at the United Center, they would—you know how, like, when you go to games, like, you go to see the isotopes, and they have, like, the chili races? Well, they had animated bull races on the Jumbotron at the United Center, and Jordan would find out which bull was going to win that night's race— and he would bet Scotty hundred bucks on it. I love it so every much. Every time. I love it so much. God, that is so crazy. Cool. That dude just loves he's gotta win. That's like his deal. That's his idol.
1: Winning is his idol. Yeah, that's at all costs. Win at all costs. That's his whole life. That's his whole mantra. He can't he can't go a day without it. And he spent tens of millions of dollars to make sure he gets to do that that's on his so home funny. golf course. Good for him. I love
2: it so much. Good for him. I saw him shut down a buddy of mine when uh, uh, the Bulls were in town once here. They were all at the Sunshine Theater, and I think they were in here from some exhibition game. But my buddy Fido, who's a DJ, he came to me and he was like, "We're at another bar," and he's like, "Hey, he's like Jordan's down at the Sunshine, or they—I think it was called the Zone at that time." He's like, "Okay," he's like, "Will you come with me?" And I was like, "Yeah, dude, I want to go see Jordan." Of course. So we go down there, get in, and there's this little elevated area by the bar and and you know, my buddy Fido's got his like little his little notepad, you know, and a pen and he like we see Jordan and Pippen standing there and they're like, from where I am to you, except there's a rail separating us. Yeah. And he like he kinda looked that, like that kid in the in the in the mean Joe Green commercial where he like looks up to him <laughs> and he hands him the Coke, you know, and he gives That's him the jersey.
1: Such a great My buddy comparison.
2: Fido like holds up the like notepad and the Sharpie and Jordan just kinda looks at him and goes, He he warren mooned him. He mooned him. Oh no! He just kind of goes, shook his head and like waved his hand like this, and I was like,
3: "Oh, ho, 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 I love man. it. Man, oh, that God. hurts."
2: Jordan just told no.
3: Nah. Speaking of golf, did you? and I might mess up his last name, but Jordan Spieth.
2: Jordan Spieth. Spieth yeah.
3: It hit um, a fan with his tee shot, it, but it saved it from going into the water. Oh,
1: that's hilarious! That's amazing. he yeah,
3: hit a fan with it.
1: That you'd be surprised how often professional golfers hit the fans. Really? Yeah. Bill Murray actually ever. Have you ever been a golfer? Oh yeah. So you know, like you hit a crappy shot, you slice it or you hook it, and it's like can be up to twenty or thirty yards outside of the fairway. (laughs) Yeah. That's just all humans. (laughs) Yeah. Like those are just like little. Tiny, breathing, moving targets. Right I could
2: never be a PGA golfer because I would kill too many people.
1: Yeah, like the PGA would be, be <laughs> there's so much scrutiny for the injuries that I cause people. They're they're so good at golf, these PGA golfers, oh. that they allow people that to close? stand right on the edge of the fairway,
3: yeah, right?
1: Where they're standing where I hit my ball an overwhelming amount of the time. Bill Murray did that in a pro
2: am with somebody. I saw it actually. Uh, I saw it on TV. I actually saw it live when it happened, and he hit some some older woman. Oh my god! And he was such a cool dude about it. Like he went over and he was like talking to her and helped her and was just like a great guy.
3: Well, of course you don't Bill want to Murray's be
1: sued. Yeah, you don't want
3: to be
2: sued. Yeah, ah, Mer- to, He's like
1: the opposite of Warren Moon. Right. I'm sure whenever
3: yeah. you buy those tickets, they're telling you, you know, you're going to be in the way. You know, yeah. like yeah, no, her, yeah. Uh, a spectator yeah like
1: on the back of the ticket is like you may be struck by a ball like i went to the waste management open flipped the ticket over it was like yeah you may be in danger of being do struck you know how many people <laughs> got on my ass about
2: not going to that oh all of when them? you when you guys went i oh. had no idea like what a big deal it was because my buddies had a box there and they were like hey come to the 16th hole with us the waste management on sunday and it's i was like the funnest thing to do i was like. World. I don't know what that is because I'm not a crazy big golfer, but apparently I'm such an a-hole for not going. They're like, you're stupid well, you yeah. missed, for not doing that.
3: Wasn't there like a streaker or two at the 16th hole that people weekend like, or something? Oh like, <laughs> it's
2: yeah. like Happy Gilmore times 10. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I need to go now. I'm going to have to go back next year. I want to go as
1: often as possible. I where's, had an absolute
2: blast.
3: Where's the Super Bowl next year? Vegas? We're going Vegas, Vegas, baby. baby. Yeah. That'll
1: be fun. All right, when we get back, I've been waiting all day for this. It's going to be Freaky Friday here on Two Men On as I give the keys to the Porsche right over to Aaron Buck O.G. Burnett as he does a segment of his program. I need to go prep with Stephanie real quick so I'll be back. Okay. All right, when we get back, we're going to do an episode of Buck's show. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM and AM 610 the Sports Animal.
0: Take us with you anywhere. anywhere. Well, anywhere with, with cell service. service. Download the KNML app in the Google Play or iTunes app store. Just search KNML. It's
2: 95.9 FM and 610 AM, the sports animal. My name is Aaron Buck Burnett. I'm your host, along with my co-host, Van Nunley. Good to be here, friend. Thanks for, thanks for uh, coming in. I appreciate your time. Man, let me ask you a question. Please do. How often you know how people like some people like to sing in the shower. Some okay. people will go through some people will pray in the shower. Okay. Some people will have like conversations
1: with themselves in the shower. Okay, is that what you call it? Having a conversation?
2: No, no I don't call it that. It's not it's what like. I
1: call it. Yeah. That's that's just maintenance. I call it I call it chasing the raccoons off the porch. <laughs> that's what I call it. A lot of people,
2: there's kind of this trend going around right now, Okay. and people are talking about their
1: shower 420 thoughts. Yeah, okay. I'm very familiar with shower thoughts, but I don't know about shower 420 thoughts. Steph, just go ahead
2: and feel free to hop in on this,
3: okay? because you're my
2: people in this, uh, in in this, this conversation. Okay. okay. So right now, I was thinking about this the other night. I took a shower before I went to bed, and typically- what I'll do is I'll put my kids to bed and I will use the devil's lettuce, you know, okay. to help me sleep at night. Sure, a little satan yes. salad? A little satan salad sometimes I'll, yeah. you know, take a nice warm shower of nice. get myself ready for bed. And I start thinking about uh, daylight savings time okay. the other night. All right, which is coming up. Yes. It's coming up on Sunday. Ooh, very exciting. You guys don't forget this. Do people still have to set your clocks back? Is that do we even have to tell people that at this point?
1: I think it automatically does it on your smartphone.
2: They do, but everybody always says, don't forget
3: to set your clocks back. Well, because your microwave doesn't do it. Your your microwave, your stove,
2: you're right. Uh, The clock in your car doesn't... Well, I mean, the clock in my car doesn't do it because it's an analog clock. Okay. I have a 1977 Chevy Capri. Ooh, (laughs) baby. I don't. I didn't know that. That's really Um, cool. But I do have an analog clock in my car. But anyway, so the other night, kids are in bed. It's about 10 o'clock. I had medicated myself, getting prepared for sleep. Okay. And I started thinking about daylight savings time. And I had a few thoughts, and I just kind of want to run them by. you. I mean, it was more okay. than daylight savings time. Yeah. But these are just a few of the daylight savings. And I always, like, write this stuff down. Okay. Because you never you know. The,
3: I think you get your best thoughts. You do. Yes. 100% do. Your best invention. It's been proven everything.
1: statistically to increase creativity by up to 3%. So what's with
3: the changing of the time
2: You know the saying a bloke a broken clock can is always right twice a day Yeah oh yeah. I say that yeah, all the yeah. time that's one of my favorites I know yeah. I think I think I remember you saying that out in Vegas Yeah or in Phoenix And I was thinking about it the other day when I was in the shower and I was a little bit high Daylight savings is the only time the only occasion where a clock a broken clock can be right three times a day
1: oh my god oh oh my my god my mind is blown these are
2: seriously the kinds of things that i think about all right this is what i think about when i'm high in the shower not in arizona though not in arizona
1: they don't subscribe the daylight
2: they do not subscribe and plus i forgot my pen out there too
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah um I, yeah, I don't I like that understand a lot. the whole daylight savings, but that's interesting. Now I'm going to have to go and do some research on it being right three times.
2: The other thing I thought about with daylight savings time when it comes to like 420 shower thoughts, I was thinking about this. I had this fancy Keurig coffee machine, okay. coffee machine, and... Uh, and it automatically updates the time. It's got like a little Wi-Fi thing built into it or whatever, and it just like automatically updates. But what about those people that have that automatic coffee maker that forget to set the time back? That poor schmuck is going to oh, wake up to a cold oh, cup of coffee. Oh, no. at Twice a year because they don't set their clock back.
1: Or once a year, cold coffee. The other time, he won't have any coffee. Because it'll be an hour later. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, lack of lack of better understanding. He's going to screw up his coffee twice. Yeah. So this one's a little more, like, heady. And I
2: started thinking about this. So if you're born when daylight savings time steals an hour from you and then you die before you get to take it back, essentially you lost a whole hour of your life without ever getting it back. Mm-hmm. You never get it back. Daylight savings time... Stole an hour of your life. You never get it back. These are the kind of weird things that
1: I think about. Okay. I really do think about this thing. I mean, you gain an hour next daylight savings.
3: But how do you really gain an hour if they're taking it back from you at one other point? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's why. You never really. You don't really have anything and you're not really losing anything. You don't. It's just time.
1: It depends on when you were born. Because if you're, if you're born and then the first daylight savings takes an hour, you're at a deficit your whole life. You get yeah. it back once a year and then you lose it again once a year. But if you're born on the other daylight yeah. savings time, you, the, you got an hour surplus.
3: These are the thoughts that are going to keep me up all night tonight.
1: Good. I want you to think about this stuff. I want you to think about this. What about this?
2: You know how the Friday after Thanksgiving, what do we call that? Black Friday? Black Friday. Okay. Why would we not call the Monday after daylight savings time Black Monday? It's a genius. This is fantastic. Seriously, no. why wouldn't we call it Black Monday? Nobody likes spring forward, okay? Nobody likes it. Everybody hates spring forward. Everybody knows that fall back is the one that you like. Sure. You get an extra hour sleep, but that Sunday morning uh, it's brutal. You're losing an
1: hour. You're right. Call it
2: Black Monday. Call it Black Monday.
1: Call it what it is. You know what I usually do when we're losing an hour? What's that? I'll just start drinking Teller vodka pre-made cocktails a little earlier, like an hour earlier than I would have. And then there you go. Just go to bed an hour early. There you go. All right, enough with daylight savings time. Okay. Let me tell you a couple more,
2: like, 420 thoughts that I've had in the shower. Okay. I believe that the adult version of head shoulders knees and toes you remember that when you're a kid naturally head shoulders knees and toes knees, knees and, and toes. toes yes um the adult version of that is wallet glasses keys and phone <laughs> that's fantastic that's
1: totally i love me. it i love that so much
2: these are the kind of things i think about yeah like something's broken inside my head
1: yeah. i believe that you know that one that perpetually gets me when it pops into my head and i'm just like oh i hate you brain i'm like okay Farmers, or anyone who plants food, who's farming who? Because you're farming the plants, and they give off oxygen, mm-hmm. and we need oxygen to breathe. So who? Eventually, you, we. Eventually.
2: Oh my God! Now you just. Oh. Yeah. What did sorry, you do about that? my wait, head. So for hold
1: on. There's another layer here. Oh my. And God. eventually, we die, and turn into mulch for the plants that we've been farming. So who's far who's farming who's farm who, who, Griffin? Huh? You ever think about that? No, you only think about yourself. Oh my yourself. gosh,
3: I'm living in a delusional world.
1: <laughs> you just didn't know.
3: Oh my gosh. These are great questions, guys.
2: I think about the ultimate biological weapon being stupid people. Mhm. Another 420 thought that I have in the shower. Yeah. It can it can ruin the world. You know what else I thought about? I was watching History of the World Part 2, which, by the way, oh. have you seen History of the World Part 1? Yes. Yeah, of course. And there's a, the new one coming out. It's already out. Definitely. Oh, it's already out? My guy. Okay. I, I'm going to go watch Dude. it then All right. tonight. J.B. Smooth, out. It is the cast is amazing. It's everybody.
3: Yes. It's everybody. It looks hilarious. I everybody. can't wait to watch it. And Mel Brooks, I love Mel Brooks. I can't believe that he did it.
2: Yeah, he's like 80, he's like 100, oh My God, and he's right? in this thing. I mean, he like narrates it and kind of does some stuff at the beginning, but, but I was thinking about that. I was watching History of the World, and I started think for some reason, I started thinking about Michelangelo. Okay. How jacked must he have he, he had to be totally jacked. Look at all the chiseling that guy did. Yes. Especially back then. Yeah. That dude, he must look like The Rock, right? Right. He, he'd have to. He,
3: how would he carry around those big old limestone? And how could he chisel all, all that stuff? Things?
2: He has to be super jacked.
1: Well, in, in his defense, in those days, like, everyone had to do something manual except for, like, the Caesars and whoever's on the Caesars court. And that's why all those dudes are representative as being fat because they're the only people in the society that didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, something else that I thought about, we kind of talked about this a little bit off the air, but we talked about Radio GPT. Like, yeah. Like, this new Chat GPT I'm thing, if you guys aren't familiar with it, it's an AI program mm-hmm. that will help you, like, write papers, help pastors write sermons, uh, whatever. Well, there's a new one called Radio GPT, which has already like claimed a radio show back in like Wilkesboro, Pennsylvania, or something like that. Mm-hmm. They're using a Radio GPT instead God. of like actual broadcasters. I'm not. I'm not long for this earth. Not too far in the distant future, this is going to happen. Historians are going to have a hard time figuring out what's real and what was AI.
1: Correct. There was a big concern in the last election. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's totally gonna it's happen. It's gonna get worse and worse as time goes on. I got another one for you that I think about. What do you got? Every once in a while, a little four twenty shower thought. Is that what we're calling this now? Four twenty yeah, shower thoughts? Sh- shower
2: thoughts. Here, here
1: you go. How scary would it be if you read in braille? Do not touch. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be so frightening. (laughs) Right? You just know you're not supposed to touch it. You you, don't even know what you're touching. And
3: you just touched it.
1: Am I about to die? Is this about to explode? What's going to happen?
3: Right? Like you're just running around holding your fingers in the air like (laughs) something's wrong with me. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So this is
2: something else I thought about the other day because I was with my kids. I was picking up my kids from school and I was taking them to their therapy appointment and my son is seven. His name is Cash. My daughter is Sophie. She's nine. I have a- I have a nephew named Cash.
1: Oh. Yeah. How about
2: that? Or to be second cousin? Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. We're walking out to the car and Cash looks at Sophie and he says, Sophie, I've got shotgun. How many times have we all called shotgun? Over I and over say, and over. Like, again. Yeah. Yeah. When you and I are traveling together, like when we were in the car with everybody, it was you, me, Buck, Fred. Yeah. Somebody called shotgun. They said, I got shotgun. Why is it that shotgun is like the coveted spot when you're with your friends? But it's like the last resort if you're in an Uber. Excellent point. Why is it the last resort?
3: Because you probably feel like you have to converse with the person. And if if you're sitting in the back seat, it feels more of a service, like you hired this person to drive you.
1: That is a fantastic question. I wonder where that started. Because usually the expectation for a taxi driver is in the back you just get into the back. why was that the expect we just conditioned like yeah, are we expected to get into the back of an Uber just because a taxi rules? you know why the other I just get in the front and have some of my friend's gum and talk to him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would love a piece of gum. Yes, you can tell me about your day, Steve. That's funny. I was thinking about something else
2: with Uber and it just like slipped my mind.
3: Have you ever seen Stuber? N- no, oh it's a s- silly show, and this guy, his name's s- Stuart, but he drives an Uber. And he's like the ultimate Uber guy. He does that. He's got gum ready for you. <laughs> he lets you pick what you mix um, of music you want to listen to. Yeah, he's got like the whole shebang for his passengers.
1: That was a very fun, freaky Friday. I think we should make this a semi-regular thing. I, as I- we handed the keys to two men on. Over to Aaron Buck Burnett. I appreciate that to, to, to do a segment that you might normally hear on his program. You got one more. Let me leave you with one. Okay. All right, Steph. This is going to be the last one, and then we'll move on. Okay. We'll go
2: to break or whatever we're going to do. The majority of your life, and I don't think this is applied This I don't really, really don't think this is, applies to us because we love our jobs. Okay. But what percentage of you of people do you think that just really don't like their jobs? An overwhelming um, majority. 75%? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's low. Yeah. The majority of life is doing something you don't want to do for a certain amount of minutes of time, a certain amount of time, Yeah, so you can do something you want to do, like go on vacation, go on a trip for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Like we work our lives for so long and so hard at something we don't like, so we can go on a vacation to somewhere where we can go have fun for like a little bit of time. What's right. the uh, the crazy. Fight Club?
1: We need to flip quote. that around. You work. You work a job. You don't like to buy stuff you don't need to impress friends you don't have. I dude, I love that you're pulling from Fight Club. Yeah, baby, you're
2: becoming my spirit animal. I'm a
1: big Palanut guy. You're my spirit animal. What a segment. That was a lot of fun. When we get back, one more segment of Two Men On. Uh, I got the coolest home run call I've heard in quite some time can't queued wait. up, and I can't wait to share it with you. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal.
2: Monday on the opening drive, it's time to fill out your brackets. Will Lobo Basketball be playing in the postseason? The opening drive with Jeff Simbieta, JJ Buck, A. Marie
0: starts at 7 a.m. Join us on the Sports Animal. arriba. <laughs> Lejos, ron solitario para Altuve, su segundo del encuentro y ahora Venezuela está arriba cuatro carreras por cero.
4: No puede ser más alentadora esta.
1: So good. Look, I got look at look at this forearm. You got goosebumps. I got goosebumps from that home run call. That was Jose Altuve playing against. Uh, The New York Mets. Jose Altuve is playing for Venezuela, uh, his home country, in the World Baseball Classic. And he hit a home run in a uh, friendly game against New York Mets' uh, spring training team that they trotted out there. And that was the call from a home run uh, by the Spanish broadcast of that game. And, oh, my God. Baseball? I mean, friend of the show, longtime listener, OG fought. You know how big of a baseball dork I am, but baseball in Spanish is so much more fun.
3: Right? It sounded so exciting. Oh
1: my god, yeah. it's so much fun. Uh, I ca- off the top of my head, I can't think of the guy's name, but there's another guy uh, who's, who goes. No, 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 no! no
0: regresa a Palota.
1: And it's just like, it's just like, say goodbye to the baseball. You're never going to see him again. <laughs> and it's so good and so exciting.
2: That's awesome.
1: And it, like this kind of energy in the World Baseball Classic. Because let's be honest, who loves baseball? Me. The United States of America and the places that we have conquered in our conquests: <laughs> Southeast Asia and Japan and Latin America. Where the United States military has had their foothold throughout the years. Yes, they're also very intelligent because baseball is the best sport. Thank you very much. But all of these areas are so passionate about baseball. Have you ever seen a baseball game from Korea or Japan? Oh yeah, the crowd is phenomenal. Yeah, every single player has their own chant. Mm-hmm. Like they they have multiple chants whether they get a hit or make a diving catch or whatever. The whole crowd is into it. It's like a you know european soccer match yeah every single baseball game in japan and korea and you know i get it we've done it for uh 130 plus years of baseball here yeah. in america but it feels like to me this is the first world baseball classic that has mattered What's that because finally, we're getting superstars from the MLB playing for each of these teams. Oh, okay. So the first World Baseball Classic, there was like a couple pro players. The managers and owners of teams didn't really want them to play with their country's team, to risk getting injured. Oh, okay. I was and just then gonna ask. And there's been like a, a step ladder stairway up into this World Baseball Classic. This World Baseball Classic, the United States, Mike Trout, the best player in baseball, <laughs> called out the MLB. He's like, we're the United States. We invented baseball. We got to be the best every year. We need our best players showing up. Yeah. And then these players finally showed up. The the dream team, the baseball dream team, just like the back in 92. Yeah. And we got to go up against another dream team, i.e. the Dominican Republic.
2: Dude, the DR, Puerto Rico. um, Yeah.
1: Japan is always good. Japan's good. Yeah. Yeah, They're
2: huge into baseball.
1: Cuba. Cuba, Uh, uh, Venezuela. This is the first one to me that's like been legitimate, that like really mattered. And I'm so excited to watch it. I know we're all the way up against it. We'll cover it some more when it gets closer to it. But Aaron Buck Burnett, thank you so much for joining me today. Glad to be here. You did absolutely fantastic. You're a stone cold killer. Tell the friends of the show where they could find you on the internet, where they can catch you right next door at KKOB.
2: Yeah, I've got some uh, shows coming up at KKOB. It's going to be on. I think uh, like a week, next week or something I'm going to be on. But you know where I am going to be? I'm going to be at the Southwest Chocolate and Coffee Festival. Ooh, me too. On April 1st and 2nd, and I'm going to be hosting a panel both of those days at noon talking about the world's strongest coffee. Interesting. I'll be there both days. That's a lot of fun. So you can come check that out, and then you can follow me online, uh, Aaron Buck Burnett, Facebook, Edgy Buck, E-D-G-Y Buck, on Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, that's it. That's
1: right. Hell of a program today. Thank you to the friends of the show who texted and called in. We love your participation. Thank you for being a friend of the show. Griffin, you're an absolute stone cold killer. Thank you so much. You Thank did you great so. today. Have a great weekend. Friends of the show, Burkanyos, make sure you have fun this weekend, but do it in a safe way. Yep. Take care of you and yours. And make sure you're checking out the opening drive every morning right here on 95.9 FM and AM610, The Sports Animal. We got Vern K tomorrow morning. A. Marie Castillo tomorrow morning. All the local sports content you could possibly want. Have fun and stay safe out there. We love you, Albuquerque. See you next week. Bye!